This the the sort of first the yeah yeah the first this is widely the, publicized mm-hmm. so this is the WrestleMania one of <laughs> UFO yeah I guess so um, yeah abduction stories who headlined WrestleMania one I have no idea oh, Bob Backlund yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, so. <laughs> it was a tag match between Hulk Hogan and oh shit who was Hogan's partner fuck. I'm losing points here. No, but it was against Ruddy Piper. It was against Ruddy Piper and um, the guy with the cast on his arm, Orton Senior, and Muhammad Ali was a, a ringside referee. Oh well. Oh, who the fuck was Hogan's partner? Ah, anyway. Yeah. Welcome to the show. If this is your first one. Get used to those potholes that we're going to fall down. Very true. Excuse Before me. we uh, go to Betty and Barney Hill, we like to do a thing called Weird News, where we read you some shit we found on the net, and we laugh about it for sort of 20 minutes, half an hour, and then we get on to the main thrust of today's yes. topic. Let's get the boys' views on this week's Weird News. So the first one... Oh, I'm looking at the screen and it's not on. <laughs> no, we're, we're low tech this week. <laughs> the three signs that biblical <coughs> prophecies about the end of the world and the Messiah are coming true. Mm. It's always the end of the fucking world of these people, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we'll be soon. Well, it's in the book. <laughs> Shit, that song, the Johnny song, remember? Yeah, yeah, it's all going by the book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck. So, yeah, you're going to tell me... Why now, aren't you, Ben? Yeah, three unusual happenings have sparked claims that biblical prophecies about the end of the world and the coming of the Messiah may be coming true. The first occurrence was the birth of the first red heifer in 2,000 years in Israel, a creature that features in end times tales in both Christianity and Judaism. Are they particularly unusual? I guess so. <laughs> that was a belch of disdain. <laughs> it was a belch of disdain. You answered and belched at the same time. Yeah. Welcome to the show, guys. <laughs> oh, I'm then I'm a professional one. <laughs> Sophistication is our middle name. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm a man God. of wealth and taste. <laughs> For the listener, he's surrounded by empty beer. I'm not surrounded. <laughs> that one at the front. It's got about a quarter left. Another <laughs> two are full. I'm okay. just stocking up. All right, okay. Means I can go longer than going to the fridge. Continuity, guys. Okay. So I've, the no red idea, I've no idea how, how, how it's the first one in 2,000 years. Oh, okay, then it's pretty rare then. Yeah. But why has it been born though? Due to genetic tampering? Or is this a scientist? Uh, Maybe meddling. we'll find out at the end of the article. Okay. But until then, but this is quite pro end world. All right, End of yeah. the world reporting, so... So we've got the red uh, heifer. Yeah, red heifer. Uh, Hebrew prophet Ezekiel, end of days prophecy, foresees the sea, a hypersaline environment, uh, the Dead Sea, sorry, this is, uh, with a reported 37% salinity flourishing into life. 
And a photojournalist with the Dead Sea Revival Project said they're coming to the body of water at the lowest point on Earth. You can see the prophecy coming true. Yeah, I've heard about this. Yeah, the fish. I think we had it as a weird news, actually, a while back. Right, so we've got heifers. But then again, he's fish. from a society called the Dead Sea Revival Project. Right. Is it a possibility he just threw some fish into a bit of a dead sea that he could get to, mm. took a picture, then the fish died of it 20 seconds later? It's possible. quite possible. It's very possible. And the third strange occurrence took place this week when a snake was filmed slithering out of Israel's western wall, unexpectedly interrupting prayers. I'm sure that's happened before. I mean, it's a very hot country with mm. snakes. There's gaps in that wall. Nice and cool for the snake in there. I've got to say, warm. snakes come out. I've got to say, so far, I'm slightly unimpressed because I would have thought the bigger signs towards the end of the world were the sort of massive civil unrest <laughs> and sort of bubbling under Western society, the bombs, the death. Yeah. The, the, the famine, genocide. That yeah. We're committing. The pollution. The great extinct. What's it called? The extinction that we're in. The um. It's got a name. Anthropocene. Yeah. It, that one. What, well, that's not what I mean. What I mean, it's it's called something, isn't it? When all when we've killed a like a massive percentage of all the animals on a mega extinction, or oh fuck knows, I'm yeah, just mass extinction. Yeah, everything's dying. We've got twenty years left. We've been told by scientists. I think that's a bigger sign. No, Gaz, it's the fucking red cow, the snake right. coming at the wall, and the fish in the Dead Sea. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> right. I'm not thinking metaphorically <laughs> enough, am I? No, religious meta. Oh. Because, I mean, this snake chased away a pigeon, for God's sake. <laughs> That's what it says here. Oh, how would you say metaphor? Metaphor. Metaphor? Metaphorical? Well, apparently, it's a metaphor. Right. Oh. According to the, the, the BBC, you know, that Queen's English that they speak well, on the Radio 4. Mm. It's a metaphor. Well, fuck the Queen's yeah. English. <laughs> we're, we're, fuck the BBC. Queen, anyway. We're the boys from the apocalypse and we'll say it every fucking one. <laughs> fucking metaphor. I mean, that your Amish Miku episode, I butchered the Japanese names in that, completely butchered them. Oh, yeah, but they're foreign names, <laughs> we expected to I butcher know, them. In all fairness, I butcher most foreign names. <laughs> it's a running theme in the show, I know. Yeah, but we're not like the BBC. They literally have a pronunciation database that they can type any name, any word into, and be given the correct pronunciation. We don't... Oh, I suppose we do, we've got the internet. We're too fucking lazy for that, <laughs> listener. We're, yeah. we're amateurs. That's it. So yeah, back to the symbolism of the. Yeah, well, I just thought it was bollocks. <laughs> well, I no no, I think things are going by the book. I think the end time it does everything has a bit of an end times feel. But that's only because of the reports like that that we're being fed, uh, creating that end times feel. Yeah, true. but these people so when they want it to happen. So as well. when they when they launch that holographic alien invasion, forcing the world to unite under one government, <laughs> achieving their ultimate goal. They're able to kill off a few billion of us quite comfortably and unite and the New World Order there. Bingo. B-I-N-G-O. B-I-N-G-O. That's the one. Well, it's a good job. Red Dead Redemption 2 came out and I can completely ignore the real world in my be a fantasy cowboy. Well, if I don't get to see the end of Game of Thrones, I'm going to be certainly pissed off. <laughs> That's what I'm going to be. When does Avengers... Yeah. Oh, yeah, I want to see that as well. That's and episode year. nine. Yeah, all right. I'll go. Let's see what, see what they do. Come on, give us mm. ten years, Trump, you fucker. <laughs> Five will do. I've done most of the things I ever wanted to do. To 
winding it down. <laughs> I'm 35, I'm winding it down. I'm r- just I'm waiting for God. <laughs> I am over the hill. <laughs> It's gone from a crazed drug adult lunatic to a guy widening it down. Five and six with a blanket over his knees to keep the chill out. Yeah. Oh, fuck me, I did that as well. <coughs> Am I the only fucking soon, mate, soon I'm going to start pottering about oh. in the shed. Oh no. Yeah. That's a sign you've. Do you, have you started to enjoy gardening yet? Nah, fuck, I'll never enjoy gardening. <laughs> he goes to B&Q just to have a look around. Oh, <laughs> no, I don't do that. I would never do and that. Garden centers, yeah. I'm I would just never look do that. Around. I would never do that. <coughs> never. Um, Buying crappy homemade gifts from some obscure garden centre in the buy country. Buy some no. tungsten screws no. that he'll never use. <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid. Have that shelf that you might put up one day when you've got an afternoon. That's quite close to the bone, actually. There's a, there's a couple of jobs that, that have been uh, on my list for about six months around the house. <laughs> But, you know, if the world's going to end, what's the fucking point? <laughs> well, I'm with you. Gaz, can you put those curtains up? There's no point, the owner. The snake came out the wall. There's a red cow. <laughs> a red heifer on the west. Whisper. What did you call me? No. <laughs> red heifer to my ex-girlfriend when she's angry. <laughs> oh, the Bernard Manning of podcasts. <laughs> So, uh, what do you think, guys? No, I think it's bullshit. <laughs> Fair enough. What is the significance of the snake coming out of the wall? Yeah, though? I have no idea. It's just weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck, there's a snake in the wall. <laughs> I just think, you know, it's a, it's in the sun. The mm. snake's going there because it was cool. It's got hot. It's come out again. I'll guarantee you that that's not the first time a snake has come out that wall. Nah, it's way too logical. Just the first time someone's filmed it. True, yeah. Well, fuck it. We'll see in the Bible, you know. Well, yeah, there we go. And I, I do think the Dead Sea guy is just, just fake news. That, you know, he's from the Dead Sea Revival Project. It's in his best interest yeah. to go there and see some fish. He has ulterior motives. Exactly. And they do want this shit to come true. I mean, Trump moving the embassy to Jerusalem was seen as like a, a thing, mm. a sign of the end times. They want it to happen. Some of them don't even recycle because they want the end of the world to happen. They just want to usher it along. <laughs> Why? Because Jesus comes back. Yeah, because it's okay for them, because they believe, you see. Oh. So they, they get to meet Jesus, and they go to heaven, and the rest of us just stay down here and die horribly, but our souls devoured by demons. Well, aren't they going to feel... In their minds. Like, right silly billies, when uh, the environmental apocalypse comes upon us and the planet is uninhabitable because of what we've done to the environment, and Jesus doesn't turn up, what are they going to do? Well, I imagine I'll crap their pants. <laughs> well, they renounce it, or they just double down on the faith and be like, double "No, he's, he's just going to take longer. We're just yeah. going to keep believing." Yeah, they'll just double down on it. Fuck. Well, oh, they'll just start some kind of civil uprising. And in what's left, <laughs> in the, for you know, we're fighting evangelical uh, Christians in the blasted ruins of our civilization. Oh man, doesn't sound very positive. Oh, I don't know. I don't mind that actually. Or am I breaking a few evangelical Christian schools? Wouldn't you rather just a nice sit down on a comfy sofa? No, I want my baseball bat wrapped with barbed wire. With a full belly watching Bargain Hunt or something. Oh yeah, I go for that, but these fuckers want to fight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm too old for the apocalypse. (laughs) I think you're always like never quite ready for the apocalypse, no matter how age you are, to be fair. Oh God. Do you want the next bit of news? Yeah, is it happy? There's an animal in it. 
<laughs> Is it being tortured then? <coughs> it might be enjoying it. Okay, tell me the news. Couple arrested for interspecies love triangle with husky in sex chamber. Well, <laughs> it's better than torture. Yeah. A domestic violence report led to a year-long investigation ending in the arrest of a couple engaging in bestiality with their dog. And I do wish the, lap, the, the t- PC was up and running because there's a great picture of a really surprised dog. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. If both... I'm sure you're going to get into the details, but if both the man and the woman were sexually involved with the dog... Uh, I think it was more him wanting her to do it, but I think he probably right. did stuff with the dog too. Oh. Um, a couple from Aurora, I, I don't know if that's Colorado, it's C-O-L-O. Could yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say. Uh, were arrested for four counts of animal cruelty. Police allege that Frederick Blue Mazares, 50, and Janet Eileen Solano, 48, converted a backyard motorhome into a chamber used to have sex with their dog, a Siberian husky mix named Bubba. Oh, God. <laughs> Bubba the love tongue. <laughs> Police have been investigating the alleged crime for almost a year, starting in March 2017, and Solano called the Aurora Police Department to report an incident of domestic violence. When an officer met her at a local gas station, Solano informed him that she was leaving Manzaranes. We'll just call him, uh, Freddy. Okay. His last name is a bit of a bitch. Because he had been ha- pressuring her into having sex with their dog. Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, Solo com- Solano sorry, confronted Freddy after she discovered bestiality pictures and videos on their shared laptop. Don't put it on a shared laptop. You fool! He responded by asking her to keep an open mind. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> then, according to the arrest... Oh, the arrest warrant. <laughs> yeah, he spent the following six months introducing her to bestiality videos... Bestiality forums, as well as providing her with different literature on bestiality. Mm. When he says literature, I like to think it's like a leaflet. It's like, should I fuck my dog? Here's a leaflet. I think it's more like a romantic novel from the Dickens era. <laughs> Beauty of the Beast. There you go. A Mills and Boom, but on the front. Yeah. Like a book some wench with her legs open and a fucking yeah, uh, pedigree chump. Oh, I don't know. God damn it. I wonder if there were any. Because, you know, I, safe to say, I've watched a lot of fucked up porn, to be honest, but never a, uh, never, never got into the bestiality section. No. I'm not even sure of its legality, to be it's, fair. It's illegal. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So I wonder if, you know, the old sort of joke, you know, peanut butter, oh, you, he puts peanut butter on his genitals yeah, and yeah. the dog licks it up. I wonder if you have to do that to get the, the dog just got a natural, like, oh, I'll lick that stinky bit. <laughs> Like, <laughs> thinking well, about this too much. In this scenario, <laughs> the homemade chamber included a customised bench with red padding and a dog hormone spray to arouse the dog. Oh, <laughs> the dog um, wasn't into it, they had to fucking <laughs> chemically um, induce yeah. an ardour. Yeah. Freddie would take pictures and videos during the sex acts, which the police have now obtained. Uh, Solano also told authorities that Freddie sent her pictures of Bubba while she was at work, along with text messages such as He's thinking of you, winky smiley face. God. Oh, this is so painfully white trash and... (laughs) The dog was apparently a point of contention for the couple as well, with Solano telling police she was somewhat jealous of Freddy's relationship with Bubba. Uh, Yeah. So that's that's the extent of the, the... 
That's the, the case. The love triangle. The brother love triangle. Well, I think it's. Oh, actually, there's the, the headline picture. I'll just show you it briefly. Oh, the poor boy. I don't think that's the dog. It's no. just a dog with it. It's just a husky with a surprised face. Well, the person next to it definitely looks like the sort of person that would fuck a dog. But all I can say is... <laughs> the, Spot these people, can you? <laughs> we can you smell our own, Mike. We can <laughs> smell our own. You, you missed your calling. You should be a policeman. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, I, I don't know what to say. I, um, I feel sorry for everyone concerned. They don't look bubba like it. I mean, uh, I'm guessing not. Possibly not. Although... Dogs are rank. One of my friends is a butcher and would come home splattered in blood and while he was having his joint after work, before he went for a bath, the little Jack Russell would sit and lick all the blood off him from like that was splattered up his clothing and his sort of he'd have some on his face sometimes and the dog would be like, Oh yeah blood <laughs> <laughs> So whether they're the same for pussy, I don't know. Yeah. Was that a three headed dog uh, A three headed dog. Yeah. Cerebrus? Cerebrus. 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 Cerebrus, yeah. Who's that? There's the the three headed dog that guarded the underworld. The Greek, Greek mythology. He liked. I imagine so. <laughs> <laughs> he's got three heads. He no. guarded the gates of hell, so he's got to be pretty. No, fucking... It was a little Jack Russell oh. called Jack. That's not very original. Oh, I don't know. It's my dog. No, no, it's not very original. Is it Jack Russell called it Jack? Mine's called Muddy. No. Lives with my parents now. My parents are completely unaware that he's named after a slang Blue for <laughs> slang for MDMA. Yeah. Mud. Uh. I thought it was Muddy Waters. <laughs> no, no, he's named after drugs. <laughs> yeah, mine's called Maximus. <laughs> yes, and that says all we need to know about your psychology, man. <laughs> it's a big dog. Biggest dog you could get, Maximus. <laughs> what was it, right? My last one's called Blue. I'm going to get a, a saddle for him. It's a tactical <laughs> harness. <laughs> right on the back, fucking with a spear. Hunting game. Oh yeah, someday. Homeless people in the streets. <laughs> Don't see that many in Dorley. Surprise. Because you've killed them all. <laughs> in the back of your steed. Oh. <laughs> They've all been given council houses. <laughs> they are the residents. Yeah. They've migrated from the streets. I've got a council house, you fuckers. Well, we're to be homeless. Mike could be homeless. I can imagine Mike homeless. No. Somebody told me I'd end up homeless once. Uh, and <laughs> she also told me that being in a relationship me a couple of good quotes from this woman actually being with me was like being with someone who was in a coma wow yeah I was smoking a lot of strong dope back then <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> that's amazing she used to walk in, you with the ball? She, no, no, she used to walk into the living room like fully, fully naked she'd walk in fully naked and be like Hello! She would like bust the bong. She'd have to demand sex from me, and I'd be like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" Like, there's a really interesting documentary about badgers on, and I just want to lie here. <laughs> yeah, pass me the bong. <laughs> uh, yeah, a few months, about six months. That one was. That's <laughs> quite a while, really. Yeah. <laughs> Another good quote from it was she said. She asked me for a kiss, and I like, kissed her, and she was like, that's how I kiss my fucking nan. <laughs> kiss me properly. <laughs> I don't think I was that into it, to be fair. She like yeah. a ball breaker. I, was more into, I just wanted to get high, man. I was only about 22. So she was quite a bit older. She was in her late 30s. 
she had a, a flat, which to me was very impressive at the time, and it was somewhere I could smoke weed <laughs> inside. Wow. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Debbie. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> it all got very um, confessional. <laughs> but I never let a dog lick my pussy. Did she? <laughs> I wouldn't put it past it. Um, would you like something from Gloucestershire Live? Okie dokie. Human poo falls through ceiling onto patient at Cheltenham General Hospital. Oh. <laughs> the hospital of all places. Forced through the ceiling. Falls through the oh, ceiling. Oh, falls through the ceiling. A patient was hit by human poo after it fell to the ceiling at Cheltenham General on Wednesday. A woman recovered from an operation is understood to have been touched by the waste as well as her belongings, and it happened due to a faulty pipe from a toilet that Gloucester, Gloucestershire Live understands was used by patients. Yeah, that's, that's not what you want. And it was in the um, the heart surgery ward as well. Oh, oh, imagine if it fell in somebody's chest cavity, chest man. Cavities. Oh, the my God. The person just filled with liquid beep, patient beep. shit as well. They're all ill. They're all shit oh. out some nasty oh, stuff. Man. Beep. <laughs> we, we lost him. <laughs> oh, man. Why? Because his veins are now fucking... Full of hepatitis diarrhea. <laughs> lumps of shit coursing through his vascular system. Oh, what a way to go. He'd have been unconscious though, he or she. He wouldn't have known anything about it. Yeah. I mean, they even had to throw her belongings away because it was. They just smelt so bad. Wow. How big was the shit? So I take it a lot well, the of shit. The just came oh. down on Because I thought, when you first said it, and I thought it was a poo was forced through the ceiling, I thought it was just a little practical joker who pushed one poo. No, no. Through the roof. No, the, the pipe burst and, and... So it must have sat there for a bit on the tiles until it eventually the, oh. it soaked enough through and... Some masses of shit fell on her. Yeah. That's Tory Britain for you. <laughs> yeah, I see that. This is Literally the, shit. This is the, this is the problem Raining with Tory shit. Britain is that the NHS being so underfunded yeah. they can't afford to get a plumber in to look at the pipes. So you have to, that's, that's the cause of it, isn't it? Yeah. There you go. When it rains, it pours, no pun intended. Hopefully it doesn't Raining pour shit. shit, but... Honestly, poor woman, she's in hospital anyway, which sucks. Yeah, have hard surgery. Uh, yeah, fucking hell. And then just plastered in in a cocktail of shit from various unwell patients. Yeah. I mean, God knows what kinds of germs are being shouted in a hospital. Oh. Yeah, like you say, the hepatitis ward's not one you want to fucking get the shit from, is it? Oh, my God. Teresa. Hang... Stop running through fields of wheat, Teresa. <laughs> Hang your head in shame. Stop dancing. Oh, definitely stop dancing. Well, unless my wish has been granted, she hasn't danced for a while. That's good. Unless she's going to take a long dance off a short pier. No wonder she's a listener. She's going to give you a job as a top aide. Oh, she hasn't got time to listen, Ben. She's too busy crushing dreams. Uh, <laughs> a bit like you. <laughs> I've, I've built your dreams. Both oh, of you. <laughs> yeah, my life coaching techniques have been phenomenal. Mm. Yeah, moving on. I think it's more of it's more like you've inspired us to not be like you. <laughs> I've got a fucking awesome life. Ish. Good for you. I'm happy. I'm a, I'm a happy, well-balanced individual. But you also seem desperate to take credit for the achievements of your yeah. co-hosts. Well, that's just my own psychosis. It's your own ego. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, that too. But <laughs> I have a large one and an ego. Look, look, we'll do a special edition episode where we psychoanalyze each other. That'll be a fun one. I've got, I may have a friend who would like to do that, actually. <laughs> oh, God. We're going to have a field day over a world-class psychologist. Got someone who's got a degree in it, who's that? Well, you know, they could probably write volumes on all three of us. Yeah, I think that they probably could, yeah. <laughs> I could be a case study. Well, we might have some like, interesting new conditions named after us. Gazitis. Ben Carter syndrome. <laughs> what does that one do? It's Make just an uncontrollable <laughs> ego. And it makes you really right wing. I'm joking, I'm joking. It's just, just tendency. it's just a running joke to call you a fascist. Just like how you always say all my cults are going to end in death and a shootout. That's because every cult ends like that. <laughs> oh, not all of them. Do you mean all your cults? How many cults have you got? Okay, I tried Is that your only one. Jedi cult? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, seeking, I'm trying to undermine you, Mike. I'm uh, getting qualified before you. I'm not. I would really. say, being, being a Jedi wouldn't bother me. I would, I would only encourage you further. It would, because you'd have to go defend the d- democracy at some point. Democracy? Well, if he's, if he's a mole, he's infiltrated to destroy it from within, then obviously. <laughs> yeah. Well, shit, you've already got my plan. Ah. <laughs> uh. Well, there goes the shortest-lived coup in history. Yeah. <laughs> well, Should I, we take a quick piss break? I think that was the weird news and a bit of confessional psychoanalysts. So, <laughs> welcome to the show. Yay! We're going to talk about aliens next. Yeah! People even more psychologically fragile than us. <laughs> 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 For the listener to judge. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to end up being an alien abduction episode and our own psychoanalysis. (laughs) We're just asking for trouble. Are we more crazy than Betty and Barney Hill? You decide. (laughs) Ben, do you want to lie on the couch? (laughs) I'll move the microphone. Sitting there with a clipboard. Well, it all started when I was about six years old. I've got that R2D2 tour that one every Christmas. That sent me on a spot. Ever since then, I've hated the blacks. (laughs) (laughs) That's just putting words in my mouth. Why would I hate hate black people that think it's R2D2 tour? I don't know. I think you're just trying to flat your end bomb away. <laughs> Don't bring that up. That's what I think. When you drop that, I think you're just trying to force your own racism onto me in an attempt to defend your own your, shrinking value system. Your hatred must have come from somewhere, and you've mentioned this not getting the R2D2 a few times. So right, it was a major good. turning point in my life. Yeah, I realised I couldn't always give what I wanted. <laughs> Was it around that year that you you watched your first Hitler documentary? (laughs) (laughs) Define Hitler documentary because I was about five or six and my nan made me watch a lot of war films. Did you watch A Triumph of the Will? No. No, she wasn't. (laughs) Not like you, Mike. Every day from school, fight for the world before you have your tea. I wonder why she had that strong German accent. Deutsche, Deutsche, who but I tend to watch stuff where the good guys won. There's no war films where the Germans win. Oh man, I was surprised you didn't like uh, Dunkirk. I quite enjoyed that. I didn't, didn't notice. Well, and did, I didn't notice till you pointed out. Yeah, it did. Like I the ship sank like four times. I didn't need to see the ship sink four times. <laughs> 
I don't know what Tom Hardy's fucking Spitfire was flying at the end. Fairy dust, I fucking assume. I know they can glide. They have big wings. They can glide. But not fucking swing around and shoot something down and then casually land it on the beach after 40 minutes. I mean, for fuck's sake. It's a movie. It was, it was okay. But where was the action? I thought it was boring, I must admit. I don't know. The original I film with John Mills, at least people fucking shoot at one another. Mm. And, yeah. to, and also, as well, Killian Murphy, criminally underused in that film, I thought. I thought it was quite atmospheric, though, the fact that not a lot, that it was slow and sort of, I thought it was quite atmospheric, yes. <laughs> the only bit I found... And ghostly. The only bit I, I personally found amusing mm. is when he tried to join the line. Oh, and right, the one guy right. goes, fuck off, mate, it's guardsmen only. And I yeah. thought, I've met guardsmen, and that's exactly what they fucking say. <laughs> yeah. They've got a very su- superiority about that. I'm a guardsman, don't you know? You know yeah. So. Uh, I thought it was okay. I, just, I couldn't get into it. I, I, used, I went to the cinema to see it and I was just like, yeah. Uh, that's two hours of my life I'm not getting back. <laughs> oh, well, buy a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course, it's nearly uh, fake outrage on puppies. I know. Oh, my own brother shared one. And I was like, no. Oh, dear. Nobody wants to take your puppies, man. No one's not Nobody's selling tried. puppies anywhere. Nobody's not oh. trying to take your poppy away. Lots of Muslims and Sikhs and Hindus fought for the country as well as the Polish. And well, I have to admit, I'll never, I'll never buy a red poppy again. I'll, I'll buy a white one. I. Who are the white ones from? It's more to symbolise just the desire for peace mm. rather than remembering the bloodshed. Mm. What gets me is this like almost glorification of the First World War that mm. it's. You know, it's this, this sort of, um, ro- we're looking at it with rose-tinted glasses through the eight, from 100 years ago, mm. 100 years in the future. And it's like, you've got the silhouette that's going down with the sun, we were, and there's a, the guy with, in the silhouette of the classical British Tommy. Mm. It was a fucking slaughter yeah. for four years on both sides. It mm. was a slaughter on both sides. And, Listen to the Dan Carlin did an excellent yeah. World War One series, about twelve hours long, mm. and it's it is it just it's you know to last last three weeks of the war, nineteen eighteen, we're mm. pushing the Germans back. We're losing like eighty men for every yard of ground gained. Mm. <laughs> what point is that? And that's that was at the end of the war. The Psalm, 60,000 dead in a morning, the entire community's wiped out because it all signed up together. It's it was brigades, yeah. Yes, let's remember it. Let's remember the mm. sacrifice. But for fuck's sake, let's not forget it was the fucking poor being herded off to slaughter. Yeah. Because some generals and some politicians wanted to see you had a bigger dick. Basically, a whole generation of men yeah. just died. And those that came back must have been severely fucked up. Well, you've seen all the videos, haven't you, of all shell the shop. shell shop soldiers? Yeah, they showed me that school and it's never left me. I, was, yeah, I wish I hadn't seen that video. Terrific, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah. Here's a, a daft question. Where does the money for all the puppies go? The British Legion. Yeah. What do they do? Do they give them to veterans? Yeah. And of all wars, all British um, No, just there's, legion, there's an American Legion, a German Legion, a British Legion. the same right. kind of organisation they give to the, the veterans. But do they look like, after like a veteran from Iraq? Like... An Iraq, an Iraq be, war veteran. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. Like, even a modern-day yeah. veteran yeah, yeah. gets looked after by the Legion. Oh, yeah. I don't know how many First World War veterans are left. Well, that's, I know that. Yeah, that's <laughs> why I was asking the question. <laughs> I, there is I know my grasp of history. There's a couple left. Oh, they've got to be getting on, aren't they? Yeah, there's a German guy who's like 120-something. I don't know, actually. 
No, because you know what, Mike, I don't know if there are any left because we're talking over 100 years ago. They'd have had to have been 16 when they signed up. Yeah, so. I mean, there have to be at least 118 now. Yeah, there might have been a couple of guys a few years ago. I don't know if there still is off the top of my head. Yeah. Oh, well. Thank you for your service. <laughs> I'll, I'll say your line. Thank you for your service. Yeah. yeah I do like the last post, though. I do like that. Oh, yes. The, 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 yeah. It's quite haunting, isn't it? It is, yeah. And I always like the last episode of Blackadder Goes Forward. Oh, yeah. That's, that sums it up, really. That, that. Yeah. Oh, I forgot my stick. You don't want to face a gym machine without your stick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, it was lions led by donkeys. That's what the Germans said. We were. We were lions led by donkeys. Yeah. Well, I see. I mean, someone up there must have said it's acceptable to lose sixty thousand men a day. Well, the one—I'll go into a little bit of history. Well, then we'll call it a piss break. But the one French general—he called this fucking cunning plan. The British attack one side of this salient, the French attack the other, and the French government was like, "Look, when you hit a certain amount of casualties, you need to call off the attack." Yeah, so eighty thousand, call it off. Mm. It's too many, and he just kept going for like another three months. Jesus. I mean, they're psychopaths, aren't they? I mean, the Somme You have like, to be a psychopath to. Yeah, I mean, like, to Verdun, order. the Germans just had this idea that they weren't going to actually. They were going to try and take Verdun, but the idea was bleed the French army white. Just kill enough Frenchmen, they'll give up. Fucking. I mean, the Somme, you know, 60,000 dead in one day for us, dead and wounded, but. Fuck me. It was like half a million dead and wounded on both sides after the six months mm. of it. That was just the first day. Mm. It was a fucking slaughterhouse, and I. Well, so buy a stop puppy. glorifying it. Buy a puppy, do some good, but don't fucking rub it in anyone's face. If you if you don't see one without one, mm. that's their choice. It's someone's choice to wear it. I think that was a uh, a bit of a mini reggae box. That one. It, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quick break, yeah. Quick piss break, and we're back. So let's get into Betty and Barney Hill, the abduction case. The Betty and Barney Hill were an American couple who on the night of the 19th of September 1961 claimed they were abducted by aliens in a rural part of New Hampshire. It was the first widely publicised report of an alien abduction in the US. So I will give you um, highlights. Not in the world, sorry. Not in the world? In the US. Um, I don't know if there's in one. The US is the world, think, Mike. I can't think of one more publicised from another mm. country. Alien abduction is a uniquely American it does, phenomenon. doesn't it? There are, especially in this time period, I mean, and, and probably up to the 80s. I mean, I, I, I remember... Uh, Do you think that they... I remember reading a News of the World headline when I was probably sort of an early teenager about an alien abduction in Britain. Not the most credible paper, I know. Because America's <laughs> so big and vast, isn't it? But it did seem to be an alien abduction thing. did seem to be more And American. also that they made an agreement with the aliens that, that they could test on their people. Yeah, yeah, of course, can't forget that. In exchange for alien technology. Yeah, Eisenhower meeting the aliens. And there's more... Allegedly. Allegedly. More freaks and weirdos and moonshine drinkers and... <laughs> Dog botherers and you know, <laughs> people that people with mental illnesses. People that claim to have been uh, abducted by aliens. Is what I'm saying. And well, the thing is, I mean, these two aren't your usual moonshine drinking trailer trash. That's very true. I mean, you know, so um, a bit of background in them, man. Yeah, the Hills. They lived in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. He was a U.S. postal worker. Wanted to be an engineer. That's a nice place, isn't it, New Hampshire? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, he wanted. He was probably cle he was clever enough to be an engineer. Okay. But in the 1960s in America, he was basically told, we don't hire black people for that job. <sighs> um, and Betty was a social worker. She had a, a degree from college. 
who are both active in the local Unitarian congregation, also members of, uh, uh, I don't know, the NAACP, which is a National Association for the Advancement of Coloured People, and Barney sat on the local board of the Civil Rights Commission. Yeah. So they were quite prominent people in their community. It's quite political, actually. <clears throat> remember, interracial marriage, you should point out that Bar Betty is white, Barney is black. In the 60s in America, oh, I mean, it was still illegal in a lot of states. New Hampshire being a fairly more tolerant community, and they never had any trouble with it, apparently. They, they were quite happily married, their community accepted them. Which will lead to my theory that I'll give at the end. You know, um, I will just run through the high neck scale, which what? is the, the, you know, the close encounters. Oh, go on then. Oh, yeah. So the high neck scale, then that of Dr. Alan Hynek, who worked for Project Blue Book. Interesting character, started off a complete sceptic, and by the end of Project Blue Book, was quite a believer. Okay. Because he, being a, an educated man, he said, you know, nine out of ten of them are false, but mm. there's that one. Yeah. There's enough, only got thousands that adds up. Yeah. Can I even say that I watched the movie, the 1975 UFO incident with James Earl Jones? And in it, there's a scene where the psychiatrist is talking to an army officer who's his friend from college and that. Mm. And he says, do you believe in it? Do you believe in alien mm. abductions? And he says, 95% of everything that we have, mm. th that we encounter, we can explain. There's that 5%, he says, that we just don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, I know it's a, a fictional movie, I don't know if he, he said that, but... That kind of chimes in with what yeah. Hynek experienced. Yeah. We'll probably end up doing an episode on Hynek, he's quite a decent uh, kind of character to chat about. Yeah. Did so, he have a manoeuvre, did he? No, that's a Heimlich. <laughs> um, so Sorry, we, that was bad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. So, yeah, so um... Kind of... manoeuvres, you see. Yeah. Yeah. That's from choking. Heimlich won. <laughs> Yes, I know, when you have to explain the poem, <laughs> it's less funny than it was originally. <laughs> uh, the old explaining a joke theory, always, uh, tactic, it always works, doesn't it? it does. If the joke doesn't go down well, <laughs> spend five minutes explaining it and you'll have them rolling! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that I, I give, I'm an unfunny joke machine most weeks, so... I just tend to say things that are inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, closing like, encounters. Like, of... me off, man. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, never that, funnily enough. To your mum, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were asking for that. <laughs> In all fairness. You can't go wrong with it. Your mum come back. <laughs> Yo, mum. <laughs> Ah, okay, so, yeah. so back to the close encounters. Close encounters the first kind. <laughs> Those are nocturnal lights, daylight discs, radar visuals, so they're in radar confirmation of sighting. Close encounters of the first kind. There you go. Visual sighting of an unidentified object less than 500 feet away. Close encounters of the second kind. Uh, physical effect of a UFO encounter, interference of a vehicle or electrical device and animals. Animals reacting and there's physical traces. Interference with the animal and the animal <laughs> reacting. Yeah. In the case of cows, we presume that's mutilation. Oh, okay. In the case of a triangle, a triangle with a husky, maybe right. not. Okay. Close encounters of the third kind. Mm -hmm. UFO encounters where an animated creature is present, humanoids, robots, I put lizard people, who seem to be occupants of the UFO. 
An animated creature like Roger Rabbit. Yeah, <laughs> all the animatronic things you get. But still, something that's moving about. Nightmare Roger Rabbit. Fucking hell, if oh. aliens were cartoons, that would bend your fucking mental oh. cortex like into pieces. You wouldn't, you wouldn't cope with that, would you? No. Oh, man. And then they had to extend Hynek's scale. Okay. So you get Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind. Let me guess, that's sexual. Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind. Yeah. Is it shagging an alien? They're abducted by a UFO, oh, okay. so there's, there's probing, I suppose. I just assumed it was shagging an alien, we're gone. No, no, hang on, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> there is one for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I knew it. Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. <laughs> Um, it must be. That's <laughs> your, the UFO event that involves Sorry, direct... Sorry, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> you alien. Hey, well. we'd all have sex with a green woman. Yeah, Gamora, come on. There you go. Closing down the fifth kind of UFO that involves direct communication between aliens and humans. That's old Dwight had, old Ike, out in the desert at that Air Force base, ooh, ooh. talking to the aliens and closing down to the fifth kind. Oh, OK. Making that deal. Yeah. Close encounter of the sixth kind, a uh, death of a human or animal associated with the UFO sighting. Oh, there's your cattle mutilation, I suppose. Right, yeah. There has been, um, well, definitely one case of a human dying after chasing a UFO. The fighter pilot back in the 50s oh, okay. kept on saying that he had this UFO and he said, remember he's only a propeller plane and he worked when he gets so high. Mm. Uh, he went too high, the engine cut out, he fell to his death. They actually, the official report said he was chasing the planet Venus. He'd mistaken the planet Venus for uh, oh, the UFO. Yeah. Oh, Lord. I suppose it would have been quite bouncy and shaky. Vision's not great. See something yeah. in the distance. And the uh, close encounter of the seventh kind. Uh, the creation of a human-alien hybrid or set by sex or scientific methods. Hey. Well, that's already happened, hasn't it? Yeah. Has it? Did you hear they extended <laughs> it again? Well, that's how... That's the whole... The tablets that Zachariah Stitchin translated the Anunnaki oh, gene right. splicing. Oh, right, yeah. that's where the that's where the human race comes from. Hello, guys, come on. Yeah, this is basic scripture yeah, from the Book of Ike. Saint Ike. I must have been neglecting my studies. I haven't been reading as much Ike because I should have been the last few weeks. Sorry. Been in a good place, didn't want to, uh, didn't want to bring myself down. Yeah, there's enough shit going on. Did you know that they'd extended that to um, Close Encounter of the Eighth Kind as well? Oh, go on then. Yeah, the completely and utterly made up kind. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're saying Betty and Barney are doing? No, I'm not casting aspersions yet, but some of them. Like I said, I refer to, to Mr. Ike, which he just came up naturally, Saint Ike. I've got to go with what he said, no matter how balmy you think he is. He said, the sheer volume of people reporting um, abduction incidents. Because of the sheer volume of them, you'd be a fool to believe them all. Yeah. But you'd also be a fool, equally, yeah. to not believe Why a not? single one of them. He's like, so Just I've, takes one. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of, they're all quite similar. But anyway, I'm, we're gonna hear the story first yeah, before I cast aspersions. So um, they were, the Hills are driving back from a vacation in Canada. They've been to Niagara Falls, a thoroughly nice time. They've got their dog mm. Delcy in the car. Mm. And uh, just south of uh, Lancaster, New Hampshire, based on a bright light in the sky. And originally thought it was a shooting star until it moved erratically and upwards. Mm. So since it's quite it moved, far away then. Yeah, since it moved erratically, Betty asked Barney to stop the car and let them have a better look and to walk their dog, Delcy. Mm. By the way, the Delcy thread ends there. No yeah. idea what happened with the dog for the rest of the tale. She's not mentioned again. It's in a trailer getting um. licked out by a hillbilly. <laughs> um. well, maybe 
Maybe. <laughs> or maybe they left it. Maybe she's still there, skeletally tied to the park bench. Uh, or the aliens ate it. Yeah. All the aliens took it and had a great life. They tried to speak yeah. and everything. It lives you on know, the ship. It lives on space. the ship, ship dog. Chases chase the space ball around. Yeah. Happy as a pig in shit. Yeah. Kept alive forever. Mm. Um, through binoculars, Betty observed an odd-shaped craft. Now, Barney thought it was a commercial airline, however, this soon changed his mind as it changed direction and descended towards them. They continued driving until the object descended towards their car, causing them to stop. The huge silent craft hovered approximately 80 to 100 feet above the car and filled the entire field of view of the front windscreen. Mm. Uh, Barney said it looked like a huge pancake! <laughs> Barney gets binoculars and claims to have seen 8 to 11 humanoid figures looking out of the craft's windows. Mm. Uh, he then has a recollection of observing the humanoid figures wearing glossy black uniforms and black caps, but that they were somehow not human. Ah. Uh, at this point, he tears his binoculars away in panic and he actually breaks the strap. Mm. I wouldn't have put the strap around my neck, personally. I don't. I'd never do that. I'd never use a strap. I'd go cool. That's not practical, is it? <laughs> no, I'm not carrying them. In there. Maybe I've got a little case. I don't know. I don't know if it's around my it. neck. Oh, okay. Well. Just me. Just throw it out there. <laughs> Thanks for informing us yeah. of your binocular preference, Ben. So, I actually own a pair of binoculars, to be fair. <laughs> I do none. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since the court told me I couldn't. Had <laughs> 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 the restraining order. Mm. <laughs> You go into like millets the camping shop. There's a picture of Ben behind the camera. Do not sell this man binoculars. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, as long as you're not sniping people. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> now Barney's seeing these creatures, he's in sort of a bit of a neat hysterical state and tells Betty, we've got to get out of here, they're gonna capture us. He floored the car and they drove up at high speed. Right. Car begins to vibrate and their bodies begin to tingle and they felt their minds dulled. Mm. A series of buzzing and beeping sounds returned them to full consciousness, but they found they'd travelled 35 miles south and only had a vague memories and a two-hour period of missing time. It's the first mention of missing time, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. Yeah. Which is a common UFO abduction <sighs> phenomenon. I have Massive chunks of missing time. <laughs> yeah, that's all alcohol and drug related. Uh, yes. Although you could have been touch by aliens during uh, one of your drug blackouts. Do you know once I blacked out um, at the side of the road? Mm. Yeah, and uh, I was awoken by a couple who were concerned I'd been hit by a car, and I was like, <laughs> it's okay, I'm just pissed. <laughs> <laughs> and off they went. <laughs> we took Ben home one night, me and my girlfriend, yeah, and he got out halfway and wanted to walk. <laughs> well, it's only up the hill. Up the hill. I yeah, so we got you know, you know Gaz, you know what the that sort uh, of ten fifteen minutes of fresh air walking can do for you when you're really yes. hammered. It can it really can sort of fuck you up. We got back half an hour later. Try phoning him, make sure he got back all right. No answer. Yeah. Fuck. Get a bit longer. Phone him again. No answer. We got it. We're gonna go and check. He's all right. Drove down about ten yards away from where we left. He was asleep in the ditch. <laughs> Feet in the air in a bed full of nettles. <laughs> He must have fallen over, I couldn't get up with no, the bucket. No, no, I remember that bit. When I woke up, I remember... Basically, I sat on this little bank, thinking, I'll roll myself a fag for I walk up the hill. Which I don't know if I did and smoked or didn't make it through that. Next thing I know, I wake up, 
Mike's looking down at me, shaking me awake. My li- feet are literally in the air, and I'm just lay back in this ditch. <laughs> you look comfortable. <laughs> you know what? Great bit of sleep. Oh, man. Fantastic. Don't remember a fucking thing. That's so... Then, I he, got got home, then he got home and pissed in the washing basket. <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> allegedly so. We've all let's been let's there. say allegedly. I pissed in a wardrobe more than once. They had to move the wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fantastic. Oh, he got so bad they had to move the wardrobe. <laughs> Can't be trusted with the wardrobe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll just piss in it. <laughs> 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 you know what it's like. <laughs> Why did you hate our clothes so much? Uh, fuck. Oh, okay. Uh, so let's have the, the, the immediate aftermath. Right. Returning home, they had some odd sensations and impulses they couldn't quite explain. Betty insisted the luggage be left in the back porch rather than brought into the house. I think she was concerned about some kind of radiation of some description i heard that yeah she was concerned which i thought was very forward thinking of it because i wouldn't necessarily associate alien abduction with radiation and weirdness so like you said they were bright people though weren't they that's it they weren't they weren't um, they weren't weren't idiots they weren't (laughs) the usual kind of well, they were Americans, but you know, yeah, it was the 60s. America was its peak. <laughs> yeah, I'm joking. That was before the dumbification. Yes. That's before they started fucking you up with your food supply and the fluoride in the water. Before the uh, the Nazis took over the government mm-hmm. in secret and yeah. spent the next few years, next sort of 20, 30, 40 years, dumbing down the population. Handing over here too. Yeah, and socially engineering a civil war. Yeah. Oh, what a time to be alive! But hey, Hulk Hogan's back in the WWE. Hey. Woo. <laughs> That's Ric Flair. Uh, yeah, I'm still happy. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was at the Saudi Arabia uh, event, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, my missus made... Uh, I shouldn't say it's really, but it was, it was a joke, ladies and gentlemen, but it was funny. I was excited about him coming back and stuff, and uh, some people online were saying, like, this is ridiculous, considering what's happened with Saudi Arabia, and he's going to come out there to his theme song, I am a real American. Oh, yeah. And then Leona says, oh, my God. Or if they have him beat up a couple of black wrestlers. <laughs> I was like, oh shit! <laughs> he can't beat up anybody in the ring. He's fucked. No, he can't. He's fight. not cleared he to do anything physical. He can't physical. do anything. No, he's, he's no. just that talk, isn't he? He's got a fake back and two fake knees. <laughs> His arms still look amazing, though. They, to be fair, he's yeah. He's 60 fucking five, and he's like, or 68, I think. Anyway, that was a tangent. And my girlfriend isn't racist, it was just a joke. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past the WWE though. The first person you see Hogan punch in his comeback just happens to be a black wrestler, and then they have Did to do. Did he punch a black wrestler? Is that no, he didn't. Oh. And then they'd have to do damage control. Like, no, it wasn't had nothing to do with it. We just selected it and like, oh. Okay. Can he still punch but, anybody? I suppose if he does it gently. Could he? Could he do the? You know, just clear the ring, just punch them all, and stand there and give he the could, shit. I reckon he and... could punch a few people and throw them over the top rope. Yeah. yeah, and then do the pose and yeah. send everyone home happy. Well. He's not leg dropping anybody though, is he? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, he'd never get back up. <laughs> <laughs> he'd just have to. Uh, just lie there. Uh, good times. So back to Betty and Barney. Yeah. They're worried about um, radiation. Yeah. Uh, they also the, the toes of Barney was wearing his best dress shoes, and all the toes were scraped as if he'd been dragged along. Mm. Um, their watches never ran again, apparently, allegedly. 
When they got back, Barney felt compelled to examine his genitals. And we've all had that compulsion, gents. <laughs> I get it once a day at least. <laughs> and though he found nothing unusual, he felt that something had happened. Oh dear. <laughs> Did he go for a piss and it came out like at a weird angle? Maybe. Why am I peeing like I had sex? <laughs> Betty! <laughs> Hey, uh, Betty, did we fuck today? Uh, uh, Chief Fred. <laughs> Sorry. It's the first Betty and Barney That's Rubble all, joke. So was her chief's old children up in the film. I hear that he wasn't suitable to play the role of because his voice is just so... I didn't watch it. No. I neither did I. I did. It's... I wouldn't recommend it. Let's put that <laughs> It's a TV movie. What? Yeah. 1975. The aliens look absolutely horrific. <laughs> Did you actually so, see them? Yeah. <laughs> and are they the classic grey? They, they are, but they've got like big giant human eyes. You know when someone wears them glasses, their eyes sort of... <laughs> they look really <laughs> like They magnify yeah. your eyes like ten times. <laughs> Honestly, it was like that. Uh, it was shit. Oh, oh, the budget kind of been great. Though. They were oh. spent all on James. Oh, yeah. And the acting, she was awful. Her That's... voice was so annoying. Oh. Did she scream a lot? It was just whining. No, Barney! Betty gives him sass. Oh. Yes, so they tried to reconstruct events but their memories were incomplete. <laughs> and that. fragmented. Also, Betty placed the clothes she was wearing into bags and hung them up. Her dress, which is her best dress, mm -hmm. uh, was torn at the hem, zipper and lining, and a pink powder was on the dress. It was tested, but results were inconclusive. Who says it was tested? Apparently they had it tested. They were. They were put, this went to NICAP, so I'd assume they'd know people who would test stuff. Mm. What were they testing for? Well, they just wanted to see what it was. It was an unidentified pink powder. So I assume they tested its origins were. Look at its compound, look at its makeup. Narrow it down. Could have been, for all we know, could have been, uh, could have been sprinkles off a pancake. Could have been intergalactic lube. Could have been. Who's to say? Space jizz. <laughs> <laughs> Space jizz. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, that could be a Star Wars parody, couldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I think these mean your next uh, comic book. <laughs> Space Cheers, episode four. <laughs> uh, there were shiny, concentric circles on the hood of their car that were not there the previous day. These circles caused the needle of a compass to whirl around rapidly. When they moved them to another part of the car, the compass needle stayed steady. Which indicates two opposing magnetic fields or something like that. Something like that. <laughs> I don't know. According to them. Uh, that's something I, I remember. I the science officer, but I have no idea. That's yeah, something yeah, I remember. Compasses are magnetic stuff. That's complicated. Yeah. No one really knows how magnets work. For it's God's basically mag magnetic magnetism is up there with astrophysics and theoretical... So you've got magnetic north physics. and true magnetic north, haven't you? I know that magnetism is pretty much like the strongest force in the galaxy after fucking gravity. Gravity is one of the weakest. Oh, the, yeah, but the gravity at the centre of a, an atom is very, very strong. That's why Magneto's gravity is gravity's weak. I mean, yeah, the gravity B is. You think about the Earth, size yeah. of the fucking Earth, yeah? Mm -hmm. And we, with mm -hmm. our puny legs, can launch ourselves off the top and defy gravity. For yeah, yeah, but not very I'm gonna, high. I'm gonna, no, but it's very I'm weak compared to. Look at the yeah. size of the Earth. Mike, Mike I'm going to outscience you. Well, no. Gravity B is weak. That's what we have uh, here. Gravity A, the stuff that holds the nucleus of atoms together, yeah. is incredibly strong. That's why it takes an enormous amount of energy to split the atom. There you go, yeah, he's got a point. The A-team. Yeah. So, I have just outscienced you, sir. 
Do a badge? Yes, yes I do! I like a crone, where's my crone? Mike couldn't look any more nonchalant and unforgiving. Yeah, I know. I'm the guy trying to tell him the name of Induction's real, that's why. I think we've both been very kind to the story so far. More kind than with Kelly Hopkinsville. Uh, well, there's no fucking owls in this one. There wasn't owls in that one either. Fucking owl. Uh, on September the 21st, Betty reported the incident to the Peace Air, Peace, Peace Air Force Base. They admitted there had been a radar contact, on, uh, but on September the 22nd, after an interview between Major Paul Henderson and the Hills, Henderson determined they had probably misidentified the planet Jupiter. However, the case was forwarded to Project Blue Book. Oh. Betty borrowed a book from the library about UFOs, which was written by Major Donald Kehoe. He became head of NICAP, National in something about the skies, and they look at UFOs, civilian UFO thing. Mm. Coming with the acronym stands for sorry, NICAP. Don't mm. you won't share us after this. <laughs> I meant MUFON did. <laughs> Love you, MUFON. Hey. <laughs> share us again, you pricks. <laughs> Betty wrote to him explaining that she and Barney were considering hypnosis to recover their missing memories. And this note was passed to Walter Webb, a Boston astronomer and uh, NICAP member. Webb met the Hills October 21st, 1961, and in a six-hour interview, the Hills related all they could. Barney asserted that he developed a mental block and suspected he didn't want to remember what went on. Because they fucking interfered with his genitalia, by the sounds of it. Yeah. He mm -hmm. got an alien hand job against his will. Oh, and then, well, he put on a probe as well, in all fairness. <laughs> They lubed his big black schlong with did, pink um, powder. In, in his hypnosis, I'm pretty sure they did probe him. In the hypnosis as well, the poor bastard. <laughs> no, no, in that hypnosis, hypnosis should lose his license, <laughs> that hypnosis. Yeah, he um, recorded a probing well, oh. hypnosis. <laughs> uh, but Betty, it was in my eyes! <laughs> Betty started to have strange dreams. Well, you would. Ten days later, she mentioned to Barney, who was sympathetic, wasn't concerned. <laughs> words, man. He didn't want to remember. He well, didn't, he's, he's thinking, you think you got it bad, bitch? Yeah. I had it up the arse and they wanged me off. <laughs> and they you just an orgasm during it. Yeah, they just ripped your dress and slapped some pink stuff on you. I can't walk right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm <nearly> choked. <laughs> <laughs> so did Barney. <laughs> on a big alien dumb. How am I supposed to walk my postal route if I can put an alien probe up me? John Wayne! <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills! Oh, oh, she's a social worker, it's okay. Uh, I don't think he went back to work, did he? He was in ill health, his health was not the best. He died in 69, uh, cerebral yeah. hemorrhage. I think. <laughs> Some kind of hemorrhage. That's um, what alien enforced sexual encounters will do to you? Possibly. I think Barney was just really stressed out by all this. Mm. I think maybe the. Um, Apparently, he suffered from anxiety anyway. Maybe there's the black man, white woman thing. He's always had that in the back of his mind. Yeah. Well, that's my theory. I'll save it to the end, but I. Yeah. I have a theory. But he was in ill health. I mean, like you say, he had. Um, they'd been to Canada. The theory is they also went to buy cheap medication. Mm. I see. Right. Because of Barney's health. And smoke some weed. Well, not now. Oh, well. well, not then. Even. Oh, yeah. Now they can. There was a shortage. Canadians have always loved smoking weed. Yeah. Just was the so, deal. Uh, so yeah, they do. Yes, now they've ran out. Yeah, <laughs> which has happened in this two days. Two days, fantastic. fantastic yeah. yeah. 
In November 1961, she began writing down the details of her dreams. And these are as follows. That she and I Barney smell a book deal. encountered a roadblock and men surrounded the car. She realised she was being forced by two small men to walk to the uh, the craft with Barney behind her. Both of them, in, he would Barney seemed to be in some kind of trance. Mm. The men are about five feet tall, but wearing matching blue uniforms in this scenario, rather than mentioned black earlier. Right. And uh, cadet caps. Have you ever seen the West Point graduates? They're these little round mm. hats and okay. peaks. I do. Yes. Yeah. Sort of Civil War hats, mm. that kind of design. They appeared nearly human. Black hair, dark eyes, prominent Jimmy Durante noses, uh, American entertainer, okay. bluish lips and greyish skin. When she entered the craft, she met uh, a taller, uh, we'll say alien, mm -hmm. uh, she dubbed the leader. He was uh, told, she told her that basically, through imperfect English, right. told her that she and Barney would be separated because their examinations would be quicker if they were apart. Okay. And you don't want to see what we're going to do to Barney. <laughs> you don't want to see, and he doesn't want to see what we're going to do to you. So, uh, uh, Betty then dreamt a new man dubbed the Examiner. He didn't have such good English and she had trouble understanding him. Okay. Immigrant. <laughs> uh, the Examiner told Betty he would conduct a few tests to note the differences between humans and the craft's occupants. She was seated in a chair and a lock of her hair was cut. Skin scrapings and fingernail trimmings were taken. He then pushed a long needle into her navel, which I'd imagine hurt like fuck, oh, mm. Mm. Uh, and caused her agonising pain. However, the leader waved his hand and the pain vanished. When the examiner left the room, Betty engaged in conversation with the leader. It's not like to see a talkative alien. Yeah. Is this still her dream? This is her dreams, a series of dreams. Right. She was given a book. And it was filled with strange symbols, and she was told that she could take it with her. Mm -hmm. But then she didn't. Right. For whatever reason. They told her that she couldn't have yeah. it. Yeah. So always, the leader's like, he's given mm. her the book. Yeah. Don't give her the book. The leader came back and yeah. said, you can't have it. He said, why? And he said, she goes, it's the only proof I'll have. And he said, that's the point. Yeah. Well, he shouldn't have offered it. Yeah, I know you'd think so, he? wouldn't you? Proof that even a civilization, fifty thousand years or so in, in advance of our own, still uses books. Still uses books because that's actually that's a good point, you know, because they still always got books, aliens. Well, well, they might, they might not. No, in all the encounters, oh right, they've always got books. In all alien abductions, in some of the well, a lot of the early ones in the sixties, mm. they've all got books. That's because. Fucking computers weren't really a thing. And yeah, but people making up these stories. Making up in quotation marks. The people making up these stories <laughs> uh, were taking inspiration from the world around them and they weren't very imaginative. How would Star Wars came out in the 60s? Stop on Star Wars, Star Trek came out in the 60s. I, I forget what year, but they mm. had uh, little tablets. Yeah, but this is 61, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. I think. Betty and Barney upset people with their, uh, their interracial, in, marriage. interracial marriage and also their campaigning and you know his position on, on that that group and I think somebody they went to visit spiked them with something in the hopes that they would die 
Where's the fucking proof for the aliens, mate? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're just as bad as them. Then. <laughs> <laughs> they went to Niagara Falls. Yeah. They went to Toronto. They, yeah. they, they, in Calgary, okay. and they, they came well, home. They, they bought some cheap Canadian drugs for Barney's health, and then exactly. they were driving home. And then let's say they took those drugs. Although, to be fair, Barney did have a gun in his car. Would you like to? And he pulled. He put the gun in his pocket because he thought the bears might. Be about mm. when he, they were at the picnic area looking at the UFO. So he's got that gun in his pocket. If there was a bunch of uh, can I, I finish know, my theory? KKK guys in low caps. I didn't say anything about the KKK. <laughs> Either somebody spiked him, or let's say they took these drugs on the way back. They fucking blacked out, right? Two fairly respectable people blacked out whilst driving in the middle of fucking nowhere in a car. Somebody drives past, sees two fucking unconscious people, drags them about a bit, robs them. Has a bit of fun with them, you know, possibly sticks a finger in... A group in, of horny midgets. Probably sticks a finger in Barney's <laughs> arsehole. Driving yeah. past on their way to a dwarf gangbang. Why are they dwarfs? Because they're all less than five feet tall. No, that's her fucking bullshit description. I'm giving you a real-world, actual, <laughs> okay, fucking, okay, sorry. plausible, I, logical I fucking thought, answer. I thought it was more fun if it was no. a dwarf gangbang. Right, fuck your dwarfs and your aliens, <laughs> your little green men and your little human men. Right? <laughs> They were fucking mm. fucked with at the side of the road. Then they've got to go back into polite society and explain this fucking missing time, the fucking drugs, the, and they, maybe they've got no memory of it. And they fucking concoct this shit, just like all the attention-seeking alien abductees. And oh, man, you can't... And what did you say earlier? You can't discount story. all of them. But I can discount a lot of them, and this is one. It seems unlikely, though, being a interracial couple in the 60s, they want to draw attention to themselves. Yeah, there is that. I mean, these people, that was looked down on in a lot of states. You're right. It was aliens. <laughs> Thank you, Gaz. Of course, it was. There you go. See, you've come around. <laughs> aliens. See more the dream. That's well. Uh, yeah, more the dream. She also asked the leader where they were from, and he showed her a star map. And this was like a holographic thing of a little round dots signifying planets with trade routes between them. Ooh, Star Wars. Yeah, more to come <laughs> yeah. on the star map. Because uh, this is quite a... Well, it's, it was... Cons this made the case more valid. Can we play the video that debunks it completely? We can do later on, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to debunk it. I'm not on the okay, side okay, of the star okay. map. I've got, actually, I'm 50-50 on this. I, I, but I'm leaning to more towards that she, she was very had a highly active imagination. Mike, have you noticed, no matter what subject we pick... He's like, well, this is bollocks. <laughs> right from the start. And then he brings me these fucking <laughs> batshit attention-seeking fucking lunatics uh, fantasy tales. And he's like, oh, fucking, oh, do you know what? I'm on the fence about this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, fucking hell. <laughs> you fucking roasted us for thinking somebody murdered Diana. Because they didn't. <laughs> Okay. Which is more plausible? <laughs> We're going off, and I, I had a fucking diagram of a motorbike and stuff. You're reading me some silly old bird's fucking dream diaries. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a stand up in court. I had a diagram of the sun. <laughs> ah, yeah, I think it was the What's mirror. What's the difference between them and their reporting? <laughs> You're in court, right? It's the middle of a case. You're like, can I tell you about a dream I have? Your Honour, a dream I have. <laughs> This isn't evidence. Well, but, okay, okay, tell me more what's the hypnotic regression. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah. Star map. Right. Star, Star map. map. We'll come sorry. To the, we'll come back to the oh, star map. Oh yeah, we got to star
So it's allegedly the Zeta mm. Reticuli system, which at the point hadn't been discovered. Mm. Betty then gives the aliens a bit of sass, Ooh. telling them that uh, no matter what they did, she'd remember this. I'll remember what happened. You can't wipe this from my mind. Yeah. They did that in the film as well. Did they? Yeah. <laughs> Another great then, scene of that movie. She and Barney were put back in the car, and you. the leader suggested that she might, they might like to watch the craft leave before they drove off. So these are nice, considerate aliens in a way. Hey, you want to watch our craft leave? Just watch it leave. It'll be cool. Sorry, I got a bit you. nasty though when she wanted that book. Yeah, well, they did. Yeah, they snatched <laughs> it back off her. Yeah. Oh, she tried to steal a book, did she? No, they gave her the book oh. and said, "Here, you can have this." Mm-hmm. And then there was a, "Just give her the book. You can't give her the book, you fucking idiot." And that's their leader giving them the book. Mm. And he then says, oh, sorry, you, you, you can't have that. It's the proof. Wow. Do you think the leader just got a bit too involved? Maybe it was his first trip as leader. He wanted to be nice. Rookie, he was sticking with his dish job. It was the first human woman he'd seen. He was in. He was like, bloody hell. And he thought, he was trying to impress it. And he had a moment of weakness. The throes of passion. Gave him the book. And his right-minded self came you know, back to centre, and he's like, oh, fuck that, actually, Betty. You ain't yeah. paying out anyway, are you? Yeah. Frigid. And I've had your husband. <laughs> <laughs> he was no fun. He came so he just quick. Screaming all the time. So he just kept screaming all the time. Mm-hmm. So under hypnosis, mm-hmm. Barney revealed that he had been led to the car by three men. His sessions were filled with fear and panic, and he said that the eyes had pushed into his own eyes. Led... By the three men. Yeah. Men. Little men. Three men who Little stopped men. in a car while he was drunk well, out of his mind. They just said a roadblock. And bummed him. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Barney described the beings as similar to Betty's hypnotic recollection. Remember, they both weren't hypnotised together in the same room. No, but they had but planned did, what bullshit they were going to say while they take, pretended to be hypnotised. It did take two years for the hypnotic sessions to be finished. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they've had plenty of time to chat together. And also remember that she's telling him this fucking dream diary probably every day. Mm. And he, even though he's like, oh, yeah, 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 great, yeah. And it's hypnosis- still sinking in somewhere, isn't it? And this is the problem with hypnosis. We know hypnosis. It doesn't work on everyone, does it? No. Well, so they was could- hypnosis? So I think it was 64. Yeah, it was a couple of years after. Plausibly, couldn't you pretend to be hypnotised? Go in there knowing you're not going to get hypnotised. Like, it's saying going to work on me because I'm not going to try I'm just going to pretend and tell this story. Yeah. That's well, they tap into his unconsciousness. Yeah. What did you do? Did you pretend <laughs> to be a chicken? <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, it was a bit of hypnotherapy. Huh? I did it for a bit. Okay. Yeah, it was so pretty good. Stop <laughs> uh, it was for anxiety and depression. Oh, fair play. Did it work? It did a bit, yeah. But what's, it, what's being hypnotised there? Well, it's... It's kind of awkward, I don't know how to explain it. Because isn't it like, you know, it's not like on the TV, is it? Because like, I went to see a hypnotist show once Absolutely. at uni and he was making girls pretend they were sucking something up. <laughs> they were all on their knees it wasn't giving blowjobs to thin air. But I'm not saying sort of, No, but it's the same sort of technique, I suppose. Mm. I'm not saying hypnosis is bollocks, I'm just saying it doesn't work every time on every person. Mm. So there's no saying that they weren't just blagging this fucking yeah, it's hypnotist. Good point. That's yeah. a good point. Or maybe their minds were so strong on this story that they still stuck to their story under hypnosis. Possibly, or maybe if hypnosis unlocks 
mm. a subconscious level. Like in Barney's case, I don't think he mm. was really into this. Yeah. But he's got her telling her about his about her dreams constantly every yeah. night, and it sinks into his brain somewhere. And under yeah. hypnosis, this comes out because he's asking him questions about that night. Yeah. And he's been hearing her dream diary for the last couple of years. And he's got no recollection of what actually he's got no happened. Recollection. So he's just filling his head with with her with her mm. her dreams. With her psycho babble. And because his recollections are less detailed because he kept he claims he kept his eyes closed for the whole thing. Uh, like so would have I. A cup like device was placed over his genitals, and though he didn't achieve <laughs> orgasm, he felt like a sperm sample had been taken. I assume that because uh, when he checked his nuts out when he got back. His skin was scraped, <laughs> a slim tube was inserted into his anus, and his vertebrae were counted. Were counted. Um, and they spoke to him using telepathy rather than mm. English like Betty. Yeah. Uh, he used the term thought transference because he wasn't familiar with the term telepathy. Uh, yeah. Betty, although she showed considerable emotional distress, her account was pretty much the same as her dreams, and they got her to sketch out the star map. Right. So she sketched it out. Now, after the hypnosis, uh, Benjamin Simon, who conducted the sessions, he speculated that Barney's recollections were influenced by Betty's dreams, although Barney did think they'd been abducted. But that's probably because he'd listened to Betty's dreams. Mm. Now, the star map, let's go into that. Okay. So, in 1968, Marjorie Fuller, an elementary school teacher and amateur astronomer, was intrigued by this star map idea. Now, using thread and beads in a spare room, she created a 3D model of this, as best she could, mm. of this star map. Right, of Betty's star of map. Of Betty's star map. Now, there was, the Zeta Reticuli system hadn't been discovered at this point, and when it was, mm. this was seen as backing this fucking abduction to the hill. Right. Now, she's drawn the Zeta Reticuli system... Mm before, which is a twin star system, there's two suns, mm. before it had been discovered. Yeah, so if you actually see the two together, mm. they are actually nothing alike. That's what Mr. Sagan says. Yeah. But I just want... Yeah, pretty much Sagan says that it was like little more than a random alignment of chance points. So she recreated the star map out of beads. Hanging from the yeah. ceiling. It's a star map, and she made it out of beads. She made it out of beads. Sorry. <laughs> made it out of beads. <laughs> See, the thing is, though, that's, that's like, that was seen as this case being completely and utterly true. Oh. But. Because like, she's discovered a star system before it was discovered. She's, act, she's drawn the star system yeah. before it was discovered. But she didn't know, did she? Or did she? I'm confused. Well, Sagan reckons it's just she's just drawn some random shit, mm. and if you look at enough stars from enough angles, because remember she's doing a 3D model, so yeah, she's going yeah. around looking at every angle. Mm. He says, basically, if you do that, then you're going to find something that matches eventually. Right. That's Sagan's point, and he did yeah. address it in Cosmos at some point. Yeah, I've seen the clip on YouTube. You can find it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll look at that. And after. it's a compelling argument. Doesn't mean he's, doesn't mean he's right though. No. And it also doesn't. She take... had to draw it from memory. She could have fucked up, and where it's at a place. Yeah. It could have been in her memory when she first saw it. it could have been spot on. Yeah, yeah. But she never you know, allegedly under hypnotic regression. She's living. Yeah, that but memory even... again, <laughs> so she should be able to sketch it under hypnosis. Ah, but even then, maybe seen. she didn't. 
capture it all, did you? Because, come on, think about it. You're looking at. I could look at a map for an hour. The alien said. Not do a very good. She said, "Where, where are you from?" Yeah. And he said, "Where, where are you on that map?" And she said, "I don't know." And he said, "Well, if you don't know where you are, Uh, what's the point in me telling you where I am?" uh, Very good point. Well, he could have told her where she was. I thought. Yeah. You are here. Yeah. And then said, "We're there." Quite simply. He also. It's like it's like as if he's like. Some kind of fucking <laughs> snobby some... twat, and yeah, he's like, "No, oh, you, you don't, don't know where you are in the solar system." Well, well, why should I bother telling you where <laughs> I am? That's it. That ties into something else I read, where he says that the alien was like, "Well, Earth's a bit of a backwater; no one revisits it that often." Well, we know that, don't we? But you know, we're plucky. We've got sort the of plucky charm. bulldog spirit. Yeah, the grubby little charmers. We're quite homicidal. Yeah, yeah, but quite suicidal. If I'd yeah. rather be down here with me PlayStation and me lager than up there with me fucking spaceship and me poncing about, like sticking things up aliens, bums, other creatures and things. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what they do to us. Oh, well, remember that mm, they've got Ike's see. approval for that. He's he's oh. given the green light for it, hasn't he? Because mm. the US has just got all that sweet, sweet alien technology. Uh, and we've got it in our phones, apparently, and all that business. Apparently so. Mm. Oh, well, it'll all be smashed in the upcoming war. Or <laughs> you'll stop working as the infrastructure falls down. Oh, yeah, and the EMPs. Is it an EMP? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no more phones in the nuclear apocalypse. Uh, well, in the robo-apocalypse, you'll have, like, a nuclear EMP that just wipes out entire, like, countries of robots. That's how we'll fight back and win the machi- the war against the machines. It's so sort of fulfill my destiny become the leader of the human resistance. <laughs> Mate, you might be the chef or something. You know, you'll be the leader. You don't know I'm not going to be the leader. Uh, you he taste his cooking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You should put me leader, not chef. <laughs> oh, what if there's lead. a much, much more qualified person than you? Well, give me a chance. Give me head of latrines. <laughs> give me a chance. That's what I'm saying. If I'd give us all six months, you'd appoint a new leader. <laughs> Time is of the essence in the war against the machines. Anyway, why don't you work on inventing the nuclear EMP? Because I'm not a nuclear physicist. Well, you're not a fucking, like, war leader either, but that's the stuff you're offering to do that. That'd be great. You're not John Connor then. He's just shaking his head at me. He's saying the fuck off. I am John Connor. Pretty much. That's how I such an uneventful life. It's all building towards it. I'll have destiny thrust upon me and my ego will be fulfilled. Have you got a ginger mate with a mullet, you've got to give him a backy on your bike. Mike can grow his hair. The sets of Guns N' Roses on yeah. a scooter. Yeah. Oh, Bell, it's been a Saturday afternoon. Hacking ATMs go to the arcade. Yeah. It's a fucking grown men in their mid-thirties with a ghetto blaster playing Guns N' Roses. <laughs> Peter Roses in seconds. Second which was the arcade. Bob Junk, I'm the leader of the future resistance against the machines, officer. I wouldn't touch a child. I'm his mate with the ginger bullet. (laughs) We were just here waiting for a Terminator. (laughs) Oh, Lord. I don't actually do anything, do I? <laughs> no, you don't. You get pushed out of the way by the T1000, that's the last time you see him. Yeah. He's like, hey, I think I saw the kid go, pull! And he gets shoved. <laughs> he does, to be fair, try to send the Terminator mm. off in a different direction for, uh, he does. for John. But... That's your job, you're the martyr of the scenario. <laughs> 
For all we know, that shove just broke his ribs and shattered his heart. He just hemorrhaged on the floor. Yeah. Off we, camera. For all we know, that could have happened. Oh, uh, well, you're not John Connor, so don't worry about it. Oh, you don't know that. <laughs> Would you like to hear some sceptical analysis? <laughs> yes, please. Uh, I said two years had passed through the full hypnotic sessions which afforded the couple plenty of time to discuss their encounter. Uh, the radar sightings are important, although the Air Force does claim it's a weather balloon. What, the radar thing? There was, there was a radar ping right. for the, 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 at the time and date that she said she saw this craft mm. and they had this encounter. Oh. So there is a radar recording, but the Air Force turns around and says, no, no, it's a weather balloon. Did they also told her it was, it was Jupiter. Did you mention oh. the pregnancy test? No. There was a, he did a pregnancy test on the alien, apparently. That was the needle, the needle. The, the needle. Oh, that was meant, yes, the alien was conducting a pregnancy mm -hmm. test, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, apparently, that technique wasn't developed till the 70s. Sticking a fucking needle in? To find out if you're pregnant. Mm. You, you, you were, but I just jabbed the giant <laughs> fucking needle into the side. Was that by Backstreet Doctor, by any chance? Doctor Nick? <laughs> stand Hi. still while I jab this needle into your stomach. <laughs> well, if the fetus comes it. out, you were pregnant. <laughs> but did she say that in 1961, or did she start saying that in the late 70s, in the mid? Well. I think it was in a hypnotic tape. It tapes. was in a hypnotic oh, tape, okay. yeah. So it was a couple of years later. Fucking hell, the evidence is stacking up. I'm just saying, that is, that is could be a complete coincidence. Mm. Or, it's a bit weird, isn't it? But we haven't got an alien weird. waving away our pain. Yeah, that's true. You thought they'd, they'd probably numb the area. And then, oh, then put the needle in. Whereas the alien just like, yeah, jab it in. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, I got, sorry, sorry, <laughs> better wave me hand. Uh, Jedi mind trick, you'd feel no pain. Yeah, there you go. You appear to be in some discomfort. Yes. Fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> now, the aliens changed from little men into the classic grey alien. You know, mm. short dude, big head, big eyes, yeah. no nose, no mouth. And now the Outer Limits episode, which was called the Bolero Shield, featured such an alien. That episode was met, uh, Barney first mentioned this in the hypnotic session of the 22nd of February 1964. Um, the Bolero Shield episode was first broadcast on the 10th of February 1964. The Hills claimed to have never seen it. Bullshit. The remainder of the experience was put down to stress, sleep deprivation and false memories. And drugs. And possibly drugs. I'm getting fucking beaten up by the KKK. On a lonely back road. Who can say? Um, can we call a quick press break and then... Uh, we can. Yeah. So we're back and let's see what um, Carl Sagan has to say about the star map. Betty had noticed a book written in unknown hieroglyphic writing. She was also shown a strange window through which you could see a glowing pattern of dots connected with lines. It was, they told her, a star map displaying the routes of interstellar commerce. Afterwards, the hills were released and permitted to return home, or at least this is their story. Now, believers find this account compelling, or at least plausible, chiefly because of the alleged star map. Here's what Betty Hill said it looked like. Now, why would anybody take this seriously? Because here is a real map, widely publicized by UFO enthusiasts, of 15 selected nearby stars, including the sun. 
uh, seen from one particular vantage point in space. This map includes stars that were first cataloged several years after Betty Hill recalled what she says she saw in the alien ship. Her map required, we are told, information that was not then available on the Earth. There is a resemblance between the two maps, but that's mainly because the lines corresponding to navigation routes have been copied from the Hill map onto the real star map. If we were to substitute some other set of lines for the Hill lines, we find that the eye suddenly is biased against uh, seeing any agreement between the two maps at all. To make an objective test, however, we <laughs> remove the lines altogether. And then there's very little resemblance left. But these particular stars are selected from a large catalog of star positions. Our vantage point in space is also selected to make the best possible fit with the hill map. If you can pick and choose from a large number of stars, viewed from any vantage point in space you want, you can always find something resembling the pattern you're looking for. I'm surprised that nobody could find a better fit to the Hill map. The Hill's own psychiatrist described their story as a kind of dream. There's no corroborating evidence, the star map argument is worthless, and yet this is one of the best attested cases of UFO close encounters. So there you go. Yeah. Saint Carl Sagan. Yes. Science Saint Carl Sagan, as opposed to our usual batshit theory, conspiracy theorist saints, mm -hmm. and Saint Tony, obviously, noted war criminal, <laughs> reckons it's bollocks. I'm a Carl. Saint Carl. Saint Carl, one with him. Uh, although he didn't mention drugs or. Gangs robbing them and interfering with them. Yeah. No, he didn't. That's just your and your purely messed up mind. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Don't judge me on last week. Don't judge your own fanfic, eh? Yeah. I was trying to write the worst thing I could write, and it worked. It certainly did. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, Carl thinks the star maps, bollocks. But when, uh, when you. you know where he's coming from? When you said star map earlier, in my head, uh, I was picturing something quite complex. Uh, multi like so she fucking draw like a stick stick man version of a cow <laughs> not much of a star map is it really well you don't know these trading routes these aliens have guys well I wish my routes were that straightforward and simple <laughs> it fucking work Jesus anyway yeah he does then again, yeah he does but then again just because they he says the match that they found is incorrect doesn't mean that she is lying no she I mean, could have still been telling He doesn't. The evidence doesn't prove anything, really. And who did Carl Sagan work for? NASA. What's NASA stand for? Never a simple answer. There you go. But you're the science Straight officer, answer. Mike. Mm -hmm. Surely you can see his point. Logic, yeah, of course. It all depends on where you're looking at it from space. She could have copied it down wrong or anything. So in that respect, wouldn't a paper map in space be useless? Because wherever your spaceship was, everything would change as you move through depth and... That's what a computer doing it. You'd need a 3D, wouldn't you? Hologram. 4D. I think she said it hologram. was 3D, didn't she? Yeah, it was a hologram that was portrayed. She just drew mm. it down on paper for the... Because she was right. made and we didn't have hologram technology. Right. Mm. Okay, well, you had a quote for us, didn't you, Ben? Yes, this is a guy, um, Robert Schaefer from the Skeptical Inquirer. I was present at the National UFO Conference in 1980 at which Betty presented some of the UFO photos she had taken. 
She showed what must have been well over 200 slides of blips, blurs and blobs against a dark background. <laughs> These were supposed to be UFOs coming in close, chasing a car, landing, etc. But her talk, after her talk, had exceeded about twice its allotted time. Betty was literally jeered off stage by what had been a very sympathetic audience. This incident, witnessed by many of the UFO of UFOlogy's leaders and top activists, activists, removed any lingering doubts about Betty's credibility. She had none. In 1995, Betty wrote a book, self-published, entitled A Common Sense Guide to UFOs. It's filled with delusional stories such as seeing whole squadrons of UFOs in flight and a truck levitating above the three-way. And then... Well, that's just his sceptical view, though, isn't it? John Oswald, who was a UFO enthusiast, who went out UFO spotting with Betty, said she couldn't tell a UFO from a streetlight. <laughs> well, God bless him. I, I mean, and it's sad that... Remember, this is a, later on, this is 1980, mm. we're doing 20 years, she's in her 70s at that yeah. point. Is it wise to take someone in their 70s as a credible witness uh, versus stuff that's happened recently to them? I mean... It's sad that Barney died young as well. Yeah. Or youngish. That's probably because he got smashed over the head. It was almost genital space warts he got. <laughs> he did get genital space warts, that's true. Space herpes. Or maybe he just or got sucked off by a hooker. Intergalactic crabs. He did actually have a, a, a circle of, of warts around the base of his penis. Jesus Christ, Ben, how in <laughs> detail did you go with you? <laughs> Um, oh like in, a, in a perfect sort of um, That's spacing between genital fucking warts. It's got nothing to do with aliens. That's what happened. He had this series of them after his, the suction cup was put on. It left some marks, left some warts, man. Oh, you can clean it for the last use. Maybe not. <laughs> they used it on a cow last as well. He caught some genital warts on some hillbilly called Dwayne. Oh man, I think that just sounds like you know, like when a uh, the guy who got raped by a demon that we spoke about on the uh, from Ike's book and uh, we came up with the idea that that was just his, his he couldn't <laughs> he couldn't admit to his wife that he'd been having homosexual sex and so he created oh, yeah, this yeah, yeah. elaborate fucking demon rape a, story a, a Hispanic and an oriental uh, yeah. was the only descriptions he could give and a demon that he got in the car with these people drove mm. to the woods and he couldn't remember what they looked like yeah. they were just Hispanic and oriental and the demon had a barbed penis That's which right. damaged his anus which needed hospital treatment but rather than just tell his wife he was in love with his friend Dave uh, oriental, big Dave. Dave. Yeah. Or, big oriental Dave. Dave. Yeah. oriental Dave. Big bad Dave. Or Hispanic Dave. Yeah, you know, both of them. Anyway, they both called Dave. He created the elaborate, yeah. No, because his uncle Scarry wasn't picked up to join the army. Well, it? that was the elaborate story that, that he told them, rather than admitting that he'd been with Dave. Anyway, my point is, fucking old Barney Rubble here. Barney Hill. Fucking thank, you for your, thank you for your service, uh, Barney. Instead of, uh, well, gee, Betty, I don't know where the genital warts came from. <laughs> uh, it must have been that thing the aliens put on my dick. She'd have believed that. Yeah, exactly. Not that, that skanky hoe I paid $3 to to fuck bareback in an alleyway. 
<laughs> Are you saying Barney was, was cheating on Betty? Yes, of course he was. She was fucking batshit crazy. <laughs> he was and slinging it, dick all over town and that's how he got the work. Well, he was the postal worker. Exactly. Delivering more than, delivering more than the post, uh, I might say. The postman always rings twice, Maybe the, baby. the population of uh, black people went up in that town. <laughs> After Barney had visited the post office, visited them, you know. Well, it didn't go up for long because he, he fucking died less than ten years later. Yeah, I think the stress didn't do him much good. I don't think he liked the stress the of stress it. of an insane wife. I think I don't, think he, I don't think he liked the whole um, lying publicly. <laughs> Maybe lying publicly. <laughs> I think she was more. She was certainly more into it than him. Mm. And her sister is in a UFO, and that's who she rang first. To yeah. tell, I've seen a UFO too. Made her sibling rivalry trying to top yeah. her sister. Why wasn't the that magnetized on the film as well? Yeah. Why wasn't the <laughs> magnetized car donated to science? Well, that should have been checked out, shouldn't it? Let's face it. A few weeks after, she put it into a car wash, and then marks went. Oh lord. <laughs> Admittedly, that is a really dumb thing to do. Because mm. you're like. Well, because literally days after she drank up the Air Force base and said, hey, I've had this UFO encounter. Oh, you just saw Jupiter. I've got these marks on my car that send a magnet spinning around wildly, send a compass spinning around wildly. Oh, we should probably go and look at that and tell you not to say anything. <laughs> Put a gun to your head and tell you that it never happened. Uh, was Barney killed by the men in black? That's a theory I've heard. Saying that, you know what, mm. didn't one of them said, hey, you know what happened to Barney Hill, don't you? Ooh, so yeah, if you get too close on the old trail, yeah. somebody will appear and just whisper, you don't want to be Barney Rubbled, I mean Barney Hilled. You're Barney Rubbled. Don't be Barney Rubbled now, do you? Don't Fred banging your wife every night. <laughs> oh, Fred's not banging Betty. He's not. Wilma's hot enough for him. I think he's I think he's fucking overreaching his mark, to be fair, with, with Wilma. Yeah, he's definitely punching above his mark. I don't know what, what it is about Wilma. I, I, everyone seems to like her. I prefer Betty. <laughs> I, 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 my guy, actually, with you, I prefer yeah. Betty. I, but Wilma, you know... They're both the same. She's a bit stuck up. I, I'm not thinking of the personalities. I'm basing it purely on, you know, on the figures. They both the same figure. Exactly. That's why I haven't got a fucking preference. <laughs> so back to these two. <laughs> back to this Betty and Barney. Yeah. You, you, you're going for it, I guess. It's, it's, uh... Yeah, I don't think you can just get the radar. I can't. Because <laughs> who said... Was it a weather balloon? Who fucking said... Where, where are those quotes from? What are the sources? You know, have we seen the radar readouts of that day? Well, that was that a part of the Project Blue Book. Well, how do we know they're not just full of shit? Because they reported all UFO encounters to Project Blue Book. It was an official government body looking oh, into the They UFOs. don't lie, do they? They're fucking those official government bodies. We can always trust them. I mean, Heineck said, the East Side, I was a sceptic. He was the guy running it, Dr. Alan Heineck, turned around and said, oh, yeah, I'm sceptic. I didn't believe any of it, but by the end, yeah. you can't discount yeah, everything. But if you lay down And St. Dyke said that. You go against the teachings of St. Dyke. I didn't say they're all bollocks. Just because this is the first one doesn't make it any less fucking made up than any of the other ones. And m one day we might come across one that convinces me. I'm open-minded-ish, but this one, to me, is the same. There's no evidence. It's the ramblings of a mad fool and her husband 
He was also <laughs> a mad fool. No, I think he just went along with it for the quiet Well, yeah. I think he just went along with it, not for mm. the quiet life. I think he went along with it. I think they had a bad trip in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Taking some dodgy Canadian It mushrooms. was 1961, man. They were fucking open, liberal people in a mixed race. You know, marriage, they were hippies, proto-hippies, 1961. They were probably dabbling in a little bit of acid, a little bit of they LSD. They were the 40s. This he was a postal worker. She was a social worker. I mean, the people in acid. I know people in their 40s. So people in their 40s don't take drugs. Well, no, but these are just people in... And you, you can't, you can't say that. They're positions in society. So? That means they don't fucking... That, unless they went to Canada, I fear and loathing... This Calgary wonders trip. for your anxiety, Barney, my boy. Just put a tab of this LSD on your tongue and it will make the joy back with that mad bint a lot more <laughs> fucking tolerable, right? And halfway back, the, and he spikes Betty, and halfway back, it all goes fucking tits up. And they're <laughs> wandering around the field like, to, he's got a cup on my dick, Betty! <laughs> where's Delcy gone? <laughs> yeah, where's the fucking dog? Where's Delcy? I'm not having it. Sorry. Mike? Uh, well, as there's no evidence, it's just... Radar evidence. That's not enough, is it? That's not enough. <laughs> Could be any drugs there. there. <laughs> uh, but I wouldn't rule it out completely. I wouldn't state that it's it's absolute bollocks, but I've got to err on the side of caution on that one. Fair enough. I'm going to say <laughs> that I don't like how the aliens changed. Okay. Uh, went from the little little dudes with noses mm. and you know little uniforms on to being the classic grey. I don't that, like that. Well, they, that's before they watched the program, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but in a lot of early UFO encounters in the fifties, aliens seemed to make more effort to be more humanoid. In a weird way, they had noses. They had they they wore like one piece outfits. In, yeah. But in the late stuff, the greys are all nude. Mm. Why did they stop wearing clothes? That's because the Greys have entered the popular con the, the zeitgeist of, of the new, consciousness. The weird naked alien. Because if I was going to make up a story today, I know that my made-up story would have to, you know, ch ring true with people. So feature the ghost of a British hero. And it would be influenced by my by the things I've seen, the pop culture I've seen, and the comic books I've read, wouldn't it? And back then, they didn't have anything to inspire their made-up stories. Yeah, uh, comics in the sixties. Yeah, to limits. You know yeah. what I mean? Though. Yeah, but That's see, and that UFO, changed their description. Plenty of UFO films in the fifties. Yeah, but my plenty point of is, UFO films and the great my source point, of flat for the fifties. My point is, like you just said, in the descriptions, they're all like quite human-looking and stuff because they haven't seen fucking alien greys, but. By 1970, the alien grey is fucking well and truly the because accepted of this, symbol of Because alien. of this case, this is where this, the grey comes from, the classic grey. This You said earlier they got it from that yeah, fucking from TV the Valero show, but this is because this is the most widely publicised UFO abduction, alien abduction, mm. the grey comes into us and the greys are abducting everybody. The greys are the ones with Eisenhower. Because this is so widely publicised, it's wormed its way into UFO culture so much... Mate, Spider-Man comics are widely publicised. It doesn't make them true. No, well, no, it doesn't. You mean there's no Spider-Man? <laughs> I'm sorry. You mean those films aren't documentaries? No. Oh, man. But anyway, why do you um, think it's true? I, I'm... See, I'm on the fence, because there's parts of it I don't like. There's mm. parts of it that I do. There's a bit that I find 
a bit. Well, the fact that they're a mixed race cup in the sixties, they don't want to be drawing attention to themselves. No, this is the exact opposite thing you probably want to be doing. Yeah, maybe she does want to draw attention to herself. Maybe he well, does. Maybe. Yeah, but they're professional people. I mean, she's a social worker. I mean, uh, she's, she's not the one that's going to be scared of getting lynched, though, is she? They both would be. So, I don't know. You know, they both would be. They'd be not just Barney, they'd be both of them. Well, so, she'd yeah, probably I, I be Rick first. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Get out. Well, she would, wouldn't she? But I don't like that the aliens changing. The radar evidence is always a physical evidence thing. That's fair enough. That may or may not exist. But I do think that she decided that she a career out of this would be a fine thing after Barney went. I mean, she was a lonely old woman at that point. book it was sixty nine, wasn't it? No, no, it was later than that. It was ninety five. The common sense approach. She no, the sixty nine, the first no. one she wrote. Oh, an interrupted journey. Yeah. yeah. I just think she went a bit nuts at the end, which yeah. makes it harder for me to believe the tale. But fuck it, I'm going for. I'm because you're going to be so sceptical. I'm going. She was abducted. They were abducted, there was something happened that you night. You contrarian, <laughs> you. Something happened. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the whole debate. Probably. Yeah, there was aliens. Probably. We're going with aliens, boobs. Aliens. Ben's going with aliens. I love how my theories, when I try and concoct <laughs> an admittedly dark, but real-world plausible theory, it's always thrown out the window. <laughs> oh, no, your theory is perfectly plausible. Drugs and a gang of weirdos. <laughs> or maybe not even a gang, maybe... They just tripped out in the middle of nowhere and wandered the fields for ages till they sobered up. And lost their dog. Because honestly, this is seriously. I have had encounters with drugs where I woke up hours later with complete black holes of missing time, complete and Fuck. total. Right. Never been that bad. I've never. Are you sure once, you weren't were aliens? Uh, I've never once thought it could have been. Were aliens. you walking for the after? No. Yeah. Uh, I just realised that. Well, I woke up in a hospital. Once. Did you feel that sperm had been taken? No. <laughs> I woke up in a hospital once um, with monitors plugged into my bare chest <coughs> and, a, and a security guard in a stab vest sitting next to me. Wow. Yeah. What happened? Uh, I'm just intrigued now. I'd taken a drug commonly referred to on the streets as MCAT or methadrone, not methadone, methadrone. Is that uh, And then some ketamine? people called it meow. Oh, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was a phase, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, first time I'd ever encountered it, someone poured a mask. I knew they would do it. I was like, yeah, fuck it. I couldn't snort it because we were in a beer garden. And he was like, just pour it into your pint and poured the whole bag into a pint and I drank it. And that's my last memory of looking at it bubbling in my pint. And the very next memory is like the wee hours of the morning in a hospital room. The reason the security guard was there was I hadn't been violent or anything like that. I was just non cooperative shall we say and you were fighting uh, yeah so um, but he actually turned around and said I was quite a nice bloke and told me stories about because uh, they wouldn't let me go they wanted to monitor me for a while and he was telling me like, I was like why do you have a stab vest and he was telling me fuck man like people come in here drunk in all sorts of states and just attack everyone like most well, nights well not most nights but yeah so anyway that was so quite a few hours of missing time now I could drive myself nuts trying to piece it together, but there's literally no memories. Maybe I could go and be hypnotised, something would come out. But I've never once thought aliens. So I think, <laughs> maybe it was. Maybe they dropped me off at the hospital. Maybe. Can't uh, consider it aliens. I do think it was maybe, an maybe that security guard didn't have the, the heart to tell you, you had an asshole gaping like a 50p. Yeah. <laughs> 
They what are the old fifty p's? What are the old fifty p's? They cut my fucking clothes off as well. Straight That's up, bad. straight up the back. I think they were quite worried for a while. Then I was all right. And it's strange because it was a new drug. They couldn't find it wasn't showing up in their um, blood tests and think like, do you know what I mean? Like it didn't yeah. fall into any of the. Mm. He's not on cocaine. He's not on this. Not on because they were asked, what have you? T-? I remember. Yeah, that's one memory. Hospital. Lights in my eyes. What have you taken? It'll be a lot easier if we know what you've taken. And I'm just like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice little insight into my. Uh... So there was a chance you could have OD'd and died then. I've been quite. Cl- I've I've pushed my luck many times. Yeah, but yeah, that's why I'm winding it down now. Yeah. So I've I've basically redlined my body. <laughs> So hard and so fast for so long. The rivets are all loose and you know it's rattling already. It's it, it a fair run though. Yeah, you know, like on the outside, it still looks like a Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> a banged up Ferrari. But on, yeah, and on the inside though, it's like a fucking seventy-year-old Morris Minor on its last cylinder. <laughs> Do you often feel that, that that all those years of redlining have taken significant years off your lifespan? I try not to think about it, if I'm honest. But yeah, it is. It doesn't matter. The plans going to shit in twenty years. Oh yeah, <laughs> twenty years left. Fuck it. That's it. I'm gonna get some smack now. <laughs> Mike, you may want to consider that with like a year, six months ago. Mike, please let us record it for an episode the yeah. first time you take heroin. And <laughs> uh, that will get some fucking downloads. Yeah. I reckon it might even make the national news. Yeah. <laughs> hey, a bloke in his head stuck in a microwave can make national news. Exactly. Mike doing smack live on a podcast is bound to. Uh, I'm not saying it's it. great audio though, is it? Yeah, don't it's going to be just passing out, isn't it? Well, we'll describe it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. oh, look at the look of ecstasy on his unconscious face. <laughs> speaking well like we, we move out the tellies and everything and we've got like the world's press crammed in here yeah all the british press are crammed in the sun the news the, the daily star it's a social all, all, the, all the tabloid papers are here filming it don't we bother with the telford skag yeah. if you're doing it for art they might be yeah it's an art project yeah. oh dear well if i get terminal cancer that's what i'm going <laughs> you know what i can't blame you what a happy ending. <laughs> so, have we, have we wrapped up the... Uh, You're alien? saying bollocks. Mike's on the fence as usual. And I'm saying uh, aliens. Mine, like 0.001% on the... You know, it might be true, but I'm keeping my options a little bit open. Mm. You're on the fence, then. You're on the fence. Just about. You're on a, yeah, he's just got a finger on the fence. He's got a part of a buttock gently <laughs> perched on the fence. One testy on the fence. <laughs> You want to hope you don't get a splinter. Cossack and Sue looking at the strange face. The paused Carl Sagan video is still on the screen, and his facial expression looks like he just got a splinter in one of his testes. <laughs> he wants to kiss me. That's concerning. You literally think everyone wants to fuck you, don't you? Even Carl Sagan. Look, that's not an erotic face. That's a you get off my lawn face. It's sat on a hill while talking about the Barbie and Betty Hill abductions. That's not a come hither face. It's an awkward kiss face. That's what that is. <coughs> that's a busted a nut in the sink face. <laughs> He's a nutty on drugs. Oh fuck no. Oh, <laughs> uh, so there we go. I'm, I think it's aliens. Mike's got a Tesco on the fence and gas thinks it's bollocks. 
For for the record, the only reason I haven't busted a nut in a sink while on drugs is because it usually makes your penis shrink like most chemicals. Yeah. Chemical drugs and numbs numbs you. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd be jacking off in sinks all over the place, <laughs> man. Yeah, true. Coke down my face. <laughs> so some weird news. Weird news, and we got any flags? Yep. Okay, so who wants to do the first one? Because I've I've read enough. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. For a bit. Go on then, I'll read one out. Oh, I saw this earlier. I was going to put this in myself, but... Uh, Harvard researchers suggest cigar-shaped asteroid... Anamua. 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 Could be an alien probe. We discussed this. We did. It was a new study on it. Oh, good. See our emergency broadcast? Yeah. A new study conducted by Shmuel Billet and Abraham Loeb, astronomers at Harvard Smitho- Smith- Smithosian, Smith- Smithsonian, Smithsonian. Smithsonian. <laughs> Center for Astrophysics has suggested that the interstellar object on Oumuamua could actually be an alien sail sent from another civilization to look for signs of life. Even though many experts have argued that Oumuamua could be a naturally formed asteroid. These Harvard researchers strongly believe that it could be a light sail of artificial origin. As per the researchers, the strange cigar shape of the object and the unexpected boost along with a shift in trajectory it attained while passing through the inner solar system clearly indicate its artificial origin. It was dodgy, wasn't it? Yeah. So it's being steered, maybe. The study report titled, Could Solar Radiation Pressure Explain Anamua's Peculiar Acceleration? Pointed out that Anamua could be a light sail from an intelligent civilization which uses radiation power for travelling. Considering, and this is in quotes, an artificial origin, one possibility is that Anamua is a light sail floating in interstellar space as a debris from an advanced technological equipment. Alternatively, a more exotic scenario is that Anamua may be a fully operational probe sent intentionally to Earth vicinity by an alien civilization, wrote the researchers in the study report. Anamua, which is less than half a mile in length, is now farther away from our sun than the Jupiter, than the Jupiter. <laughs> Who the fuck wrote this? <laughs> Business Insider. Jesus Christ, they're making me sound like a mongoloid. You think I have to fucking deal with every week? <laughs> and travelling to the outskirts of the solar system. In all probabilities, this object could reach back in the interstellar space for another four years. As the study report surfaced online, a section of conspiracy theorists has also joined the party. Now it's a party. And they consider this finding as an authentic proof of alien existence. These conspiracy theorists believe that aliens used to send scout ships to the Earth to monitor the conditions here before they gear up for an invasion. They argue that Onamua is such a scout ship, which indicates an imminent alien invasion. Well, we'll give those fucking aliens a damn good thrashing, Yeah, we will fight them in the beaches and in the stars. And with our fucking cool exosuits like in Dead Mm. Well, the soldiers will. I'll just be at home on the sofa. No, you're going to... You, you'll be conscripted off that one. Ah, PlayStation, man. 
Their exosuits would be like playing a PlayStation, except you only get one life. I'm not going on the front lines. You have to? No. I'll be the chef then. It's an alien invasion, Gaz. People still What's need to eat. What's the point of me being on the fucking front line? Exactly. Because you're another people. body for the grinder, mate. That's why. I'm an asthmatic <laughs> depressive with a dodgy, dodgy knee. <laughs> and you'll have an exosuit. I'll cheer you up. <laughs> negate your dodgy knee. And I'll say, you're fit for service, matey. Get in. Good news, Mike. You get one of these giant robo exosuits to yourself. You're, dep- you're depressive. You can write some war poetry. Crack <laughs> Oh dear! I'll just shoot myself. I'll, I'll, I'll be a right draft dodger. I will. I'll just be looting places. Would you, oh, would you shoot the owner of the kids first? Um, probably not. No, I'd probably shoot the neighbours first. I think. <laughs> <laughs> probably kill their kids before I killed ours. So. Well, no, it's like a gallant thing, is it? The aliens are coming down and invading. Gallant in the basement and. <laughs> Fucking get out there and fend for yourself. <laughs> I don't know what your plan is, but mine is. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, kids. <laughs> I hope this is the last thing you see. <laughs> Think of happy things. <laughs> dark. Uh, dark. Daddy's, be Daddy's going to the basement. <laughs> I'm going to blow his head off. I may be sometime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't come looking for daddy. Well, yeah. I'll actually do my fucking earthly Earthman duty and try and defend the fucking planet, you daft pricks. <laughs> Alright then, Rambo. You're that's going to last, last th- May 1, 30 seconds, even 15 minutes tops. But, come on, it's our planet, isn't it? It's our family are here, our fucking, all the places we've known, all the places we love, I mean, and hate. But, you know, it's all here. Don't defend it. It's it's aliens. You can fucking have it. The planet's uh, dying. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe that's the plan. Maybe if we make our planet so unattractive, they won't want to invade it. There we it. go. Well, well, Trump's a fucking genius in that case, is. isn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah there's... Have them fuckers dumping radioactive mud in Wales. I mean, we're two minutes to be on the mi- on, on the fucking doomsday clock. The two things that the scientists say the most dangerous hazard this planet is climate change and nuclear war. Uh, nuclear war. Well, and what has Trump done? Pulled out the peace, the, the, the fucking climate, climate control. Yeah, and he's pulled out that um, nuclear arms treaty. Yeah. Two minutes to midnight. Yeah. Oh well, fuck it. Anyway, is this a, a alien scout? Well, I fucking hope so. Maybe. Uh, I hope it's really in his lot, rather than some. Vast race of alien warmongers. Maybe it's a giant transformer who got blown to bits, and this is his cock, just floating through space huh. after the explosion. Yeah. Why not? Fuck it. Could be. It lands here, and we harvest and backward engineer the, the tech, and then make really powerful dildos. <laughs> Why only dildos? Well, it's a giant alien robot cock, isn't it? Yeah. Surely we get some other technologies from it, apart from dildos. <laughs> what? <laughs> and no power. Someone's got to power it. Uh, cock technology, isn't it? Well, then every home would power by cock technology. That's great. <laughs> big alien robot. Dong. Yeah. Space dong. That's half a mile long or something like that. Should we move on? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, this chick again. You go. Have we had this one? We, we've seen her before. Woman who had sex with 20 ghosts is now engaged to a spirit. Yeah, I think we have. Oh, just, 
It's that fucking amethyst realm chick. Oh, is it? Yeah, she's now engaged to a ghost, isn't she? Yeah. She's she's had twenty ghost lovers, and that all uh, uh, miscarriages are um, ghost pregnancies. That's what she says. And now she's found true love and apparition. Yeah. There was Please no read that quote. There was no going down on one knee. He doesn't have knees. <laughs> the first time I heard him speak, she told the son. Oh, the son. I could actually hear his voice. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Deep, sexy and real. It wasn't real, though. No, she's just very mentally ill. Yeah, well, anyway, she's getting married now. Oh, good luck to her. Another quote from her. I'll just read that one. Um, if anyone... <laughs> oh, sorry, go ahead. I had not had a phantom fling for a while, and as I was away on business, starting a new relationship was the last thing on my mind. The Bristol-based spiritual counsellor told the sun. So imagine... Then one day, I was walking through the bush, enjoying nature. I suddenly felt this incredible energy. A new lover had arrived. And she's, there's going to be a pagan ceremony. Imagine the wedding. Does anyone here have any objections? Speak now or forever hold your peace. Door kicks in. Bust out the proton packs and fucking blast her husband into the fucking. What if her husband's the evil guy from Ghostbusters 2? Oh, and as soon as the Ghostbusters is turning, yeah, he turns around. Instead of being all nice, he turns into him. Yeah. And they take him down, get him in the chap. Go, Ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah. Winston never had a line in that, did he? Of course he didn't. <laughs> I didn't make the movie, Ben. <laughs> I don't run Hollywood. Just move next to one. What? Last one. She's a fucking lunatic at the yeah. end of the day. There you go. They what keep putting her on fucking telly, though, don't they? They're you enablers. Do. Yeah. I'll go for this one. I've got my old man glasses on. I can read the TV. Man, 72, killed by a group of aggressive, quote, rogue, end quote, monkeys, throwing bricks at him in a tree. Well, are we sure it was monkeys or just for some chabs in Telford? Oh, man, I'm all, I hate animal cruelty, but if a monkey threw a stone at me, I'd be tempted to punch him in the monkey face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if it hurt me. Like, well, if it didn't hit me, I'd just run, but if he fucking hit me with a rock... I would want vengeance on the little bastard. <laughs> well, that monkey's getting shot. <laughs> the game, the gamekeeper's turned off, and I'm like, give me that fucking shotgun. Mm, I don't have a gun, so I just have to get him by the tail and... Dash his brains yeah. out against a tree. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I could have thought. You've thrown your last stone. Throw <laughs> <laughs> yeah. him in the sea. <laughs> oh, I've got a corpse in the sea. Throw him in the sea. Throw a monkey in the sea. Throw a live monkey in the sea. Might swim, I want to make sure. Well, we came from the sea. So, a man has been stoned to death by a group of rogue monkeys who threw bricks at him from a tree. He was stoned who's, to death? Who's giving, him, who's giving these monkeys... The, oh, man. Oh, um, Mr. Singh, 72, oh, suffered head and chest injuries in the attack and was later pronounced dead in hospital. So these are racist stone-throwing monkeys as well. Yeah, bloody hell. It's believed the monkeys had armed themselves with bricks they collected earlier from a run-down building nearby in uh, Tikri Uttar Pradesh. I presume that's in India. Uh, villagers have repeatedly complained that aggressive monkeys in the area have made their lives hell, but the animals are protected species, so little can be done. <laughs> well, that, your dad got out to collect firewood. He gets stoned to death by a group of fucking savage monkeys. He was murdered by <laughs> monkeys in the most horrendous... And that one in the picture stole a bottle of water. <laughs> oh, man. 
Mr. Singh's brother, uh, Krishna Pal, told the Times of India monkeys threw more than 20 bricks at uh, Durampal on Thursday. Thrown from quite a height, the bricks were enough to kill him. These rogue monkeys are the real culprits and must pay for it. Mr. Singh's family has lodged a formal complaint and named monkeys as the accused. But police insist they cannot prosecute monkeys and declared Mr. Singh's death was an accident. You can go out there and shoot him though. Deadly attacks by monkeys have been on the rise throughout the country and wildlife experts say that rhesus um, macaques. macaques are usually to blame, although it's not quite clear which breed attacked Mr. Singh. Back in 2007, the Deputy Mayor of India's capital of Delhi died after being attacked by a horde of monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> monkeys? Fuck me! If the Deputy Mayor of India's capital was being killed by a gang of rogue monkeys, you, you, you oh cut down God. your monkey problem! I know they're protected, but fuck me! SS Badwa suffered serious head injuries when he fell from the first floor terrace of his home while trying to fight them off. I mean, if you're on your balcony at home and you're attacked by a gang of wild monkeys and they kill they kill the deputy mayor of the camp. He need, the, the monkeys need to be called, I'm sorry. If those monkeys attacked me, I'd macaque myself. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, oh, yes, in, a, in a bid to curb the monkey problem, the city employed, <laughs> quotes, larger, more ferocious, langer monkeys oh, to go to the oh small rooms of rhesus macaques. So Why they're protected. We can't kill them. Do you know who can kill them? Who? Bigger monkeys! We'll just put in more bigger monkeys! Yeah, that'll Where's solve the, the problem! Was that Simpsons episode with the snakes? That's it. Oh, don't, don't worry, we'll put in some jaguars! <laughs> and when they're too much, look at the bears in! <laughs> yeah, so yeah. In, in the winter they'll die off or something. Yeah. What happens when the bigger, stronger monkeys start throwing bigger, heavier rocks? <laughs> well, apparently, the city has also employed monkey catchers to go and round them up so they can be moved to forests. Culling is seen as unacceptable to devout Hindus oh. who re revere the monkeys as a manifestation of the monkey god, I apologise for my pronunciation, Hindu listeners, Hanuman, and often feed them bananas and peanuts, so they're just enabling the monkeys. <laughs> Pawan Sharma, founder of uh, the uh, Resquink Association for Wildlife Welfare, told Vice... Monkeys in the cities is not the actual problem. It's the human errors that have led to an increase in the monkey population. Yes, because the humans wood. are getting a male monkey and a female monkey mm. and putting them in a cage until they fuck, obviously. Well, just don't collect wood. They obviously don't yeah. like it when you collect wood. Ugh. Yeah. Wow. So, um, monkeys are killing people. The end times are coming. Yeah. Is that mm. the last weird news? Yeah. So there we go, there is your weird news this evening, so let's go for a Holy bit of, uh... fuck, can I read that comment? It's okay. This is... No, it's, I'm not going to read it, actually. Why would I do... read that one? Villagers have repeatedly complained that aggressive monkeys in the area have made their lives hell, but the animals are a protected species, so little can be done. Many people feel this way in America. Oh, oh that is from a, a, a poster called Maya Borzich. With no picture, so it's probably a Russian troll account, in all fairness. Yeah. Wow. That's a, that's a pretty tragic story that we laughed our way through there. <laughs> but you know, It's just like, the monkeys are killing people. 
Call the monkeys. I'm team human, like Joe Rogan says. I'm all up for animal welfare and preservation and all that. Me too. Absolutely. When they start killing humans, fucking break out the pistols, man. Break up the fucking yeah. biggest guns you've got and blow yeah. them little cunts into pieces, is what I say. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, just another reason not to travel. Indeed. Or leave the house. Can we stay in your Red Dead Redemption bubble? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Quick break? Yep. Okay. I'm a good cowboy. So we're back and we're going to play a bit of Full Alex, the most popular game show in this flat. Were you trying to get crazy with this, eh? Don't you know I'm local? Premises, Mike finds us a couple of clips of random weirdos, then puts them up against St. Alex Jones, one of the patron saints of the show. <laughs> Ironic patron saints of the show. I should yeah. point out if you're a first time listener. And we decide who's gone more full Alex. And remember... Never go full Alex, ever. You can go halfway, maybe even three quarters at a push. Never go full Alex. It's not no. a good look. No. And you could get taken away. <laughs> or banned from social media. Yes, you'll certainly get banned from social so, media. Who's up first, Mike? <laughs> up first, we've got Kat Kerr. Kat Kerr. Who says she commands an army of 33 billion angels. Well, that'd be handy. Oh. She's an X-Man. <laughs> Even when the ISIS were everywhere, my favourite thing to do is I would command my host to go and pull down the strongholds of Satan commanding the ISIS and fear would fall on them. And then I would say, go host, let the ISIS have a severe crisis. Oh. Don't rap to and angels. And they to find weapons abandoned in the desert, in the Mideast. They didn't know what happened. The ISIS would drop their weapons and run because my host went there. They pulled down all the demonic controlling them. It's always about the spiritual darkness. I didn't fight against the flesh. I was fighting with the army against the spiritual darkness. They pulled down the strongholds. Those, those, those ISIS had no power from Satan because they couldn't hear. They were removed. Fear and confusion falls on them. Even in gangs, the same thing happens. And gangs and marauders and all kinds of drug lords and human trafficking, everyone doing human, human trafficking ministry, they need to have an army. Wherever evil is, you can send them but especially around you, your household, your family, your close friends. I send them all the time. And the White, White House, I went there in person and I asked for sentinels to be posted all the way down Pennsylvania Avenue, all the way through the mall, through the, through the uh, Capitol Hill, all the way up to the White House to protect Trump. <sighs> This was before the election, and I saw them visibly being posted there to protect and keep him and his family and Pence and his family, because Pence will be our president after Trump's terms, two terms are up. And they already have the host all around them. The more you send, the more you get. 
they get multiplied. Like you don't get another hundred. If you've been sending them for a whole week, you'll get 10,000. Then it goes to a million. And I've been doing it probably around five years or so. I have 33 billion <laughs> that I send everywhere all the time. I do sweeps of whole states to expose every, every group of human trafficking, drug trafficking, violence, witchcraft, whatever it is. I send them to do a sweep because I'm going to make Florida a region of light. Colorado. Yeah, especially Denver. Send them to Denver all the time. You can even send them into the laws that they're going to make that you don't want or even after they have been made. The host can go influence the people who are over those laws. Or they can expose all the crime that's being done because of those laws. And they'll realize we should have never done this. You can use it in Congress, in your own city government, in the state government, and I certainly sent them throughout the entire election and the midterm elections into every voting booth to speak to the people in the voting booth. Rigged election. <laughs> For life, freedom, and justice. And they will go. Oh, she's clearly batshit insane. Casually has an army of 33 million angels, uses it to look after Trump. Not to solve world problems, well, no, just to look after Trump. I'd say her angels are pretty shit at their jobs. So right. 33 billion of them and everything. 33 billion. That's what I said. Yeah, oh, sorry, the world's going to be destroyed in 20 years. Yeah, 33 billion. Everyone's depressed. Starving. The fish are getting horny off our Prozac in the water. <laughs> Uh, she's, I mean, oh, her army's fucking but, useless. But at the same time, remember, she's doing this in probably a school gymnasium. I mean, everyone stood up. There's no seats. She's she's on a little speaking tour. She's got more listeners than us. <laughs> yeah, I, I keep don't know. Eight in that picture. <laughs> yeah, I reckon there's no more than. I mean, there's fifty people. I think the people. I think fifty. She's she's on a low totem pole of this, but she's trying to climb higher. Yeah. That's my take on it. If I say more random bullshit, fucking insanity, and praise Trump and say I've got an army of angels, I'll be on fucking Fox News in three weeks. Mm. That's my take. Fucker. Who's next, man? <laughs> <laughs> but, certainly a contender so far. I'm too stoned for that shit. Fuck me. <laughs> that was difficult. Next up, Todd Starnes says to treat immigrant caravan like invading force committing act of war. This is the 7,000 strong migrant caravan that's heading towards the US from the Central Americas. Do they know that this is all going on or this migrant caravan, are they aware of what's going on or? Who's they? Well the migrant caravan. Who, yeah, who's aware? Are they aware that um, America's having a bit of a mini fritz over it or? Probably not. I mean, they're walking miles every day. Yeah. I'm sure that they're in contact with the news on regular, I imagine. There is a group of 4,000 Hondurans, a, another one of these migrant caravans, and they are making their way at this very moment to our southern border. Keep in mind, Honduras, so they've got to they've travel through 
Mexico to get to our border, so we have to assume that the Mexicans have given these Hondurans safe passage. Why, why didn't the Mexicans stop them at their end of the border? Why, why did the Mexicans allow them to cross their border? Well, it's because Mexico, they don't care about us. Mexico, they don't care about the United States. So here's where we stand. There is um, a group of 4,000, I want to call them militant Hondurans. And the reason why is they're about to invade our country. I've said this before on this radio program. There was a time in American history when if you had a group of people from one country coming into another country without their permission, crossing their border, that was an act of war. But now it's just howdy-do. Here's some food stamps. Uh, here's some uh, free health care for you. And, oh, by the way, here's your uh, registration card for the Democrat Party. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the president is now threatening to call out the military to shut down the border. And I believe the president doesn't need to threat. He needs to act. No more threatening, Mr. President. It's time to put a stop to this nonsense. I just, I say enough is enough. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm tired of my tax dollars going to fund and going to take care of all of these illegal aliens. And now we've got 4,000 more about to invade the country. I say it's time for the president to shut down the border. Not a single person coming into the country. <laughs> Not until we get a handle on all of this. I mean, if the reports are true, and the, the reporting from Fox News is fairly accurate here, yeah. if the reports are true, we don't have any place to put the illegals. So shut down the borders, call out the military. And quite frankly, I, I, we ought to treat this 4,000-strong migrant caravan as an invading force. That's what we ought to do. It's time to play hardball. First of all, I love the fact that he's got the two books he's written propped up against his desk and a title was in for you. Yeah. And second of all, I love how old fat men Always love calling out the military to shoot civilians, even though they're not going to do the shooting themselves. Mm. He calls them militant without any evidence to back them up whatsoever. Aren't they like just desperate people yeah. that have been like uprooted from yeah. there? Probably haven't got from that. from what the United States have caused. Oh, yeah. They probably haven't got that many machine guns, have they? Anti-tank <laughs> fucking. I very much doubt they're traveling with machine guns in an armored <laughs> convoy. That's what I mean, yeah, they're, they're just desperate it's... people, probably haven't got any shoes, for fuck's sake. But... I'd imagine that he says look, there was 7,000, he's saying 4,000. I'd imagine that some of them people, a good chunk of them, ain't going to make it to the US border. No. Yeah. And you the know? ones that do, are going mean... to go, you know, some of them will obviously try and go there illegally. But a lot of these people, they want to go through asylum, which yeah. is, you know, which is uh, perfectly normal. We, yeah. Every country in the world does it. It's lawful. They apply for and asylum. If they're found to be in danger in their home country, then we accept them. And let's face it, 4,000, it's not a lot, is it? No. Not compared to the 350 million that at least they live in America. And you see the size of the states as well. Well, yeah. I mean, oh, okay. Just, he's, he's, he's just a bigot. Yeah, let's see. The first one is still talking more batshit insane for me. So let's far. see what Alex has got to say. Yeah. Alex Jones debunks and destroys Bernie. That's Bernie Sanders with logic and facts. Oh, Alex facts. Alex facts. Alex facts. 
yesterday, she's like, she's like, I'm here with Bernie Sanders. He's got even bigger Mr. Ed teeth than me. And we're going to turn this state red. Everybody's like, oh. Which I always thought it should be, they are the reds. They should be red, we're blue. But whatever. I mean, look at Sanders. What a swindling. He owns three $1 million houses, drives $100,000 cars, is just a consummate fake slime ball. And he just slithers around the slime trail behind him. <laughs> and then he's got this lady that comes actually from a rich family, poses a barista, it's all fake. And then she's still an idiot. And and I'd love to have powerful women in power. I don't but this is this is a moron. You know, go to Venezuela, lady. Venezuela's inflation to reach one million percent IMF forecast. <laughs> That's Weimar Republic. It's already at several hundred thousand percent. They've already eaten their dogs and cats a few years ago, the zoo animals, it's thousand a week starved to death. But we need this here. Everything's free though. There's nothing to buy or have, but it's all free. Like, like, like Sanders said, I go to the shopping center in the 30 types of deodorant. I don't need that, okay? I, uh, honeymooned in the Soviet Union we had our way with some Christians. I am superior to you. <laughs> Bernie Sanders, so. Hey, uh, I'll teach you flyover country a thing or two about swindling colleges and stealing the money. <laughs> But, uh, excuse me, uh, let me get back to what I was saying. Uh, here is the clip. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited to be hopping on here, uh, Senator Sanders' account, and we're here in Kansas City to rally for Brent Welder. We're going to flip this seat red in November. Oh, yeah. We're going to everybody all the big banks of the chinese government the eu fund socialism to screw you over and enslave you hi everybody i'm here with this blood drinking criminal oh hi everyone hi oh venezuela's collapsing four million are on their way here oh hi everybody here, let's, let's see what she's saying on face the nation right now she ran a extraordinary campaign she ran an extraordinary listen i never had a paying job till I was 44, and we swindle companies and uh, bankrupt colleges. Hold on, back him up. Other people aren't criminals like me. I think I'm over them because I have a criminal instinct. Look, I can F everybody over because they're not awake till I'm a criminal. I mean, just look at these people. Wow. And Alex is clearly going to So he wins that for me. I mean, to be fair, first, the first woman, she beats her. He no, beats I it. think she's got it. I, don't know. Alex is I think that was a pretty good impression of Bernie. I'm not saying that what he was saying was right, but the sound of his <laughs> yeah. voice was pretty I good. He reminded me a bit of that, <laughs> that guy of the Beast of Butthead. Oh, uh, oh, the old man. The two boys been quacking off in my tool shed again. You know what? You know what? By the rules of the show, mm. she is the winner, isn't she? Alex yeah. is clearly going nuts, but she's the winner, and she has got more for Alex. She's got an army of three, three, having an army of thirty-three billion fucking souls that she can psychically send to protect people, and especially Donald she Trump. makes ISIS soldiers drop their fucking weapons and run. If only it was that easy. <laughs> fucking hell! Why you the fucking general the army? Why are we sending? In that case, why are we, why are we bombing them and yeah. sending troops to fight them? Just send her angels. Just send her angels. I've done with this. I've done with it all. Just create peace on earth. 
She could be the but first. She's, not, she's holding them back to protect Trump. She could be the first Avenger. Yeah. <laughs> Angel Summoner. Yeah. yeah. Just send her to the battlefield. There's the BMX kid. The BMX bandit. The BMX bandit. We'll, we'll team up with someone who can run a BMX. <laughs> Angel Summoner, BMX bandit, laughing. World's problem Job solved. Job done. Job done. Yeah, by the rules of the show, yeah. you are you, you two gentlemen are right. She is She's um, babbling the most shit. Clearly the most batshit and shit. Although I did enjoy Alex's um, <laughs> mental impression. He sounded a bit like the Count. <laughs> he did. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> so we're in agreement that um, what's her name, Mike? Kaka. 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 <laughs> I concur. She's <laughs> She's a fucking loony. She is... And she's on strong medication, I think. She is clearly insane. <laughs> Allegedly. She, she may be on a par with Jesse Lee Peterson. Yeah. So, should we wrap this bad boy up? All right, so uh, let's wrap it up. Um, Betty and Barney Hill. Uh, bollocks. <laughs> Max got a Tesco on the fence. Yeah. I'm going aliens, because I always do. I'll stick with it. <laughs> whatever we pick next week will be bollocks. <laughs> But aliens, no. Aliens, ben, no. Never marks. An alien abduction. Do love aliens. Please share us, move on. It's because you want to be probed. It's probably already happened. I just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right then, let's say goodnight. All right, so I'm in Ben. I want to say, don't drink the flavour aid. Don't join a court. And I'm not in effect to be in bed, as Gaz points out in a Facebook comment, when he moaned about Why people saying flavour aid. Oh, yeah. You are one of those people, then. I'm just being factually accurate. <laughs> the fucking saying is, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah, but it's flavoured. It's all about factual accuracy, guys. We're not... journalists now. Oh, my God. What kind of journalist are you? You're worse than a grammar Nazi. Flavoured. Yeah, but the saying is, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah, because it's factually accurate. Yeah, but it is the saying, isn't it? It is. It's factually accurate to say that the saying is, don't drink the Kool-Aid. But I want to be historically accurate. Look, we'll do an entire fucking episode on this in the future. <laughs> it's going to be more than one episode on Jones' turn, my friend. No, on Kool-Aid. It's going to... Oh, right, cool. Right, come on. We were so close to saying goodbye. I, I've said it. <laughs> and then you attacked me. Don't you want a call? <laughs> As it's mine. <laughs> Don't you get this It'll end up on Jonestown. You'll be drinking Asda Cola. Asda Smart Price Cola. Do you want a Jedi cult instead? Do you want a Jedi cult? Why not? No, Do you want a lot of work, though. <laughs> Love homework. Love homework. Send me the money. You could join my cult by searching for a How to Survive a Mindfuck... No, shit, I forgot the name. Moment. Church of Insignificance, wasn't it? Oh, that was it, yeah, look for the Church of Insignificance. Don't join his cult. <laughs> join my cult. Uh, Don't join his cult. Just ignore Ben. He believes in fucking aliens. Don't ignore me, I'm the most personality on this podcast. <laughs> he literally belched an answer at the same time earlier. That's you are not the voice of rationality, you're Gaz. That's the only voice of... Just, right, I'm Vin Gaz. <laughs> and I usually say at the end, free Biff Tannen. Don't free Biff Tannen. <laughs> yes, free Biff Tannen. He shouldn't be there at the end, it's He's weird. He's He shouldn't be there at the house at the end. He's a rapist, don't free him. He didn't actually rape her, but that's why he shouldn't be there at the house. You're just making my argument for me. He shouldn't be there at the house because of what happened with him and Lorraine. Yeah, yeah, all right. It's weird. 
And it's just a weird... He's a slave. He's a weird slave situation where his fear of being told, the police being informed of what he did that night means that he's a bumbling idiot that goes around, gee, Mr. McFly, can I clean your car again? Oh, gee. No, free mentality is wrong. He fucking doesn't get... He's paid for his crime. He gets. And he never actually did it. He got smacked by George. Oh, sorry. Free Biff Tannen. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. <laughs> if you have been. <laughs> Peace out, may the force be with you. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>